Shitty IMDb description. A quietly troubled young man returns home for his mother's funeral after being estranged from his family for a decade. I'm happy you guys are here. Podcasting is important. Glad you could both uh, fit it in. Up next, Garden State. This is your one opportunity to do something that no one has ever done before and that no one will copy again throughout human existence. And, and if nothing else, you'll be remembered as, as the one guy who ever did this. This one thing. Oh, I've done that one before. <laughs> Yo, yo! Welcome back to yet another episode of the Downtown Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Chasen Landry. That is a capital M in Mr., capital C in Chasen, and a capital L in Landry. To my left, Mr. Russell Dude, Rosenworth. Say hi. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Mr. Michael Romero, my other beautiful co-host. Say hello, sir. How's it going, y'all? Boys, how are you doing? How's your day? How's everything? Just chilling, man. It's been a long one. Yeah, say I'm, I'm good. Say I'm glad. I'm glad the week's kind of coming along. You know, don't forget to breathe. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Relax, like let the tension out of your shoulders. You I know? have a friend coming in from yeah. Baltimore, so I have a pretty interesting weekend. What are you gonna do? I don't know. They want to go to a fucking bunch of day parties. I've never been to day parties, but I'm a professional day drinker. What's a day party? Like just like it sounds like a, a party. Yeah, but the it's day? like at a it's like a brunch kind I of thing. I think it's like the Hard Rock. You know, I think of like the Hard Rock in Vegas and like people pissing in that big ass pool. But it's not like at a pool or anything. It's just like, I think it's just like at a place where you eat, but you just turn up. Answer me this. Let's say something happens. You're faded. You're at the Hard Rock Hotel, Las Vegas. Yeah. You lose your footing. You slip. You go under the water in that pool. How bummed are you? As long as my mouth. Well, regardless, you're going to get out and you're going to be like this. You got pink eyes. All right, listen. <laughs> and just blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> expect expect pink eye for sure. You got pink eye right off the bat if you go underwater in that pool because that thing is that thing is gnarly. Yeah, you think there's people that get underwater in there? Yeah, I would. You you would go underwater in the Hard Rock pool? I'll bet. How yeah. many people do you think are there? I would drink hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of people a day. I say about hundred people a day. <laughs> I'll put my money on 150 Caucasians are <laughs> dipping under the water. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing that I will say about white people, if they go underwater any chance they can, doesn't matter where they are. Because you gotta hit that glisten, the hair glisten back. Dog. Sometimes I'll go under. Sometimes I'll let I'll lift my feet up and slide underwater on my back in the bath. Like I'll just let my feet go underwater in the nasty ass bath in the gray water. Dog. I'll, be I'll be sliding gray underneath water. that gray water. No, nah, because naturally it's in my genes as a Caucasian male that I got to get my head under this water, dude. <laughs> Especially when you got curly hair, you've been wearing a hat all day. I can't even sit alone with that matted hair without feeling stupid. I'll be sitting with my dog and I'll be like, what are you looking at, dude? You looking at my fucked up hat hair, dude? When <laughs> nah, the, your you dog know? got a fresh cut. He's living. No, my dog looks good right now. Yeah. He was looking like a tweaker earlier. Anyways, we're way <laughs> off. We're off. We're, we're off to the races. We're off uh, topic is the word I was looking for. Okay, Garden State. Garden fucking state, one of my favorite movies, one of my all-time favorite movies as a New young, Jersey. As a young man, New Jersey. Garden State apparently is the term. It's like the Sunshine State, you know, the Cheese State, all the other states. Garden, the Garden State. That's New yeah. Jersey. Um, couple other nicknames for New Jersey. The Armpit of America <laughs> and the Dirty Jers. 
With a Z. The Dirty Jers. The Dirty Jers. All right, Dirty Jers. Do you think any of those would have been a better title for the movie? Do you think the Dirty Jers would have fit the movie better than Garden State? <laughs> Absolutely not. The, I think Dirty Jers <laughs> is cool, but not The Dirty Jers. The Dirty Jers, starring Zach Braff, written and directed by. No. You don't think it That's works? way too harsh. What about... Do you guys hear about that new movie from Zach Braff? It's called The Armpit of America. I can see that. <laughs> the Armpit of America? But it, would be, it wouldn't be like this. It'd be like Road Trip. Yeah. That sounds like a documentary to me. I think like one of those fucked up, you know, like the Wicked West, Wicked Whites of the West or whatever it was the called. Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Yeah. Scummo. Yeah, like some Scummo, the Armpit yeah. of America. Something starring, fucked up. Starring Zach Braff in fucking cut off jeans. <laughs> I think that Zach Braff's goal for this movie, I think I've read somewhere, he was trying to like romanticize New Jersey a little bit. Like, there's a nice little touch on it. I mean, I don't know if there's any ever been such a New Jersey movie since, I don't even know if this counts as a movie, but Sopranos is like Sopranos as New Jersey, Jersey as it gets. Yeah. This, I don't even feel like Jersey played a character in this. I See, to no. me it did. To me it yeah. did just for the fact that the, the two characters of his buddies, you know, that he meets at the um, funeral... And kind of the party in a way to me, like it represented that small town kind of feel Mm -hmm. of people and which is to me like Jersey, you know, it's kind of what to me, it's a small town, but it's not kind of feeling from what I've gotten from just, you know, whatever movies and TV shows I've watched. It's one of those. That's a place where people are kind of born and raised, but they usually end up leaving as they go. But a lot of people get stuck there as well. Very similar to where we all grew up. That's that's one thing I want to actually discuss in this episode was the fact that this movie is a lot like returning to a small town. If New Jersey is the armpit of America, the high desert, Barstow included, is just the straight asshole. Of <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the gooch. Or like the belly button. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. a like dirty gooch. Lint. Right under the balls. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's on the ass end too. Like if, I feel like my if my body was a map of the United States, my ass would be the West Coast. You know what I mean? Just based on like how I see the map. Yeah. Like if I if I were to look at a, a, the map of the United States and imagine it like standing up in a human form, I feel like New York and Maine and shit would be like the head area. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. Well, it's one of those when I've he when he hangs like out that. with his. <laughs> no, I I, don't, I wouldn't believe that anybody has ever thought about that. <laughs> I get it. So we got a movie. It's basically about one man's journey. Zach Braff is literally in every single scene of the movie. Written by Zach Braff, directed by Zach Braff. Came out release date. August 20th, 2004, in the prime of male sadness. Yeah. Right. So those were the emo days. Yeah. yeah. My Chemical Romance was winning fucking Grammys. Life was sad for men at that time. It was good to be a sad male. You yeah. know what I mean? In that time. Still is. Is it? Everyone wants to be sad now. No, dude. I feel like everyone's happy, of... but they play the sad card. That's we... the, no, that's the new thing, being sad. Is it? Emo is back. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I say when you kind of look at, all right, so this sounds really strange, but you look at someone like Billie Eilish. You know, and characters like that who are kind of bringing back the dark side to pop culture in a way. Is it Eilish? I thought it was Elish. No, it's Eilish. See, I guess that shows where I'm at as far as like the times. Oh, kids are I'm sad. I'm stuck in 2004. Kids I'm sad. Are sad. That's like the cool thing is you're depressed. Mental yeah. health is, that's the cool it's thing. It's on the rise. Mental health awareness is on the rise, but also maybe because mental health awareness is on the rise just everybody's mental health laundry is getting i know i'm sad i'm, I'm a, you know i'm happy but inside <laughs> i'm, I'm sad fucking in like i'm living my body and my my face and my smile and my charisma is in 2019 maybe even 2020 but my my, my like in 
inside is in August 20th, 2004, dude. <laughs> in the Garden State. Like, mm-hmm. the inside of my body is New Jersey. Right my now. inside is Robert Smith. <laughs> compared to anything. <laughs> Which one, though? What, uh, like I gotta, I'll show you the picture. Like, 79 Robert Smith? Like, <laughs> yeah. when he was just in his prime with those pink pants? Or are we talking, like, Robert Smith? We're talking about Robert that Smith. picture I just sent you. <laughs> like, Edward Scissorhands Robert Smith? <laughs> Edward Scissorhands Robert Smith. Edward Scissorhands Robert Smith is fucking wild, dude. <laughs> Look at this shit. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Rock and Roll Hall context, of Fame. We're looking at a picture of Robert Smith. From the Rock looks, and Roll Hall of Fame. From the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This he year. looks like Glenn Danzig and Edward Scissorhands <laughs> had a baby. A depressed, dirty baby with runny mascara. In a fucking Faith O'More video. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he should be in the parody of the movie The Craft. Played by Glenn Danzig playing Robert Smith in the parody. Right, <laughs> He's ugly. Man, we love Robert Smith. Let's stop clowning. I like Robert Smith. Man. I got nothing. I mean, I was going to say I have nothing bad to say about Robert Smith other than the last 10 things that I said about Robert Smith. <laughs> Fuck Robert Smith. No. Okay, let me ask we you guys you, baby. this. Real quick. Is this the most emo film ever? Like, can you? Th- I, I got a list right now. I this goes. Li- yes, I got a list of some emo films. I want you guys to tell me how this ranks amongst these other emo films. Okay. okay. After this, we can kind of get into it because a lot of the audience right now probably hasn't seen this movie in five years. They're probably thinking, "What? Garden State? Hey, emo? There's, a, there's nothing this emo about good. it. Garden State. Like, you watch it. Rewatch like, it. That's all I could say for anybody out there. Rewatch it. I yeah. text you guys okay. like at eleven. Like, oh, this is depressing. <laughs> right. <laughs> So here's the, here's my list of top seven emo movies, not in any particular order. Number one, Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know if it's particularly emo, but it's for the it's emo kind of community. Gothy, though, yeah, emo community holds it on its head. There's oh, a there's a girl it. out there with the fucking Nightmare Before Christmas sweater on right now with thumb holes in art class through the sleeves <laughs> right now as yeah. we speak. Hey, what month thumb is it? Holes. June. <laughs> she got thumb holes in her hoodie right now, dog, and safety pins in the arms right now. Oh, I got shit. Eternal Sunshine, underrated, very sad, most very emo, very yeah. very emo. Jim Carrey's yeah. emo bag, if you, as Mike would say. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. In the emo Hall of Fame, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Juno. Very Ooh. emotional fucking emo movie, yeah. right? Say so that that one's on the line between when the emo kids became hipsters. You yeah. know, it yeah. was kind of on that line. Like, Hold, in these that transition. Hold these thoughts. Hold these thoughts. That's like Zach Braff to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. All of these, all of these movies and characters from these movies will be making a another appearance soon. So okay. Hold these thoughts. Donnie Darko, maybe the emo goat. Mm-hmm. Maybe the goat of emo movies. That's the first one I think of when I think of emo movies is Don, Donnie Darko for sure. Right next to that girl in the Nightmare Before Christmas thumbhole sweater <laughs> is her boyfriend in the Donnie Darko skeleton hoodie. Right there. <laughs> right there with the bangs. Requiem for a dream. Yeah. Requiem for a dream. You got fucking... Uh, Inadvertently emo. You got, what's his name? Abs man? What are we... What's his <laughs> Jared name? Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Yeah. Very emotional in that movie. Sad, yeah. doing drugs. I don't know. Heroin, it's not that emo. It's more like... The emo kids hate heroin. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I was trying to find the words to say. Yeah. Emo kids hate heroin. Say, I mean, not straight edge. 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> yeah. Last movie we did on the podcast. That's Very emotional, that, dude. That's the last one. We got to throw her on that joint. Her? That's Good call, actually. Didn't joint. even come yeah. across that. Didn't, yeah. even, didn't even cross my mind. We'll throw her in there. I think that 
Garden State upon upon rewatching it. Fuck, man. Like I I think that a lot of this has to do with like when I watched it the first time was when I was young. I have this rem- like I remember watching Garden State being I mean 2004 I would have been in like 10th grade. Or ninth grade or some shit like that. I don't yeah. remember. So I was in I was in ninth grade. So I would have so been yeah, in 10th grade. In 10th. And I just remember being like, oh shit, like the late 20s. Like the music's good. They're doing drugs. Like everybody looks good. Like yeah. everybody's kind of having a good time. Like he gets over it. It looks kind of rough, but he gets over it. Now I'm 30 and I rewatch the movie and I'm like, oh, it just doesn't end. It just keeps going. Like that's, oh, that's just life. It's Zach Braff at like 27, bummed, kind of on like antidepressants, having a hard time figuring out what he's doing with himself. And it's like, yeah, man, that's just how life goes. I was watching it. I was watching it a couple of days ago and I was like, bummer. This is just a real kind of a bummer movie. Like it, it, it's a reality check when you watch it as an older person. Well, see, I kind of had a little bit opposite of a take actually when I was younger I always thought of this film as like a very depressing, um, very sad down kind of film. But now when I rewatched it, it was so much funnier than I remembered it, actually. And it reminded me of why this movie could be considered a comedy because I just found it funny. I mean, there's a lot of parts of it that are serious. You know, they get into the discussion of prescription drugs. Um, You know, they, they kind of discuss things like emotional, you know, instability, things like that. But overall, I just found it actually to be funnier than I remembered it to be, though. I didn't take it as seriously this time either, though. There's some humor in there. Yeah, I thought sure. there was some. I was laughing out loud mm-hmm. a few parts, but it's a depressing movie. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, it's just a lot more real because whenever I first watched the movie, I couldn't relate to any of it because I wasn't like I didn't have grown up anxiety. I wasn't having an existential crisis. I didn't feel numb to anything or I was just young dude. You know, when you're in high school, you're just out there trying to drink, fight and fuck, you know, or whatever. Maybe Uh like maybe even out of high school, 18, 19, 20. Like by the time I've seen the movie 20 times, I still wasn't mature enough to really understand the problems that are going on in this movie. At least a lot of this shit has to do with him being on antidepressants his entire life. Yeah. 100%. I just couldn't understand the concept of that. I couldn't understand the concept of like this family issue that he's having. And I watched it again and it's like, I realize now what was actually, what they were actually saying when they made the movie. And it was just like, Oh shit, this is real. He said it's 80% true. Of stories he's accumulated over the years. Hopefully he didn't really paralyze his mom because that would be. That's probably that twenty percent though. Yeah. Say you know I mean? <laughs> so that. that well, that's his, the, it's the latch that did blame the people his, that made yeah. that shitty ass latch. Two both inches of, parents, of plastic. Both of his parents are doctors in real life, so. So he was on the antidepressants. Well, makes row. makes sense why Scrubs was kind of easy for him to get into then. Yeah. Do you guys think that I know we just did uh, five hundred days of summer? Honest question. Did 500 Days of Summer kind of like rip this movie off a little bit as far as like the characters that they took? Kind of like the sad, creative, um, like kind of Urban Outfitters guy or American Apparel fucking guy as the lead character and then like the quirky girl That's hmm, a true as the lead character. Based off of like a true story though. You know, I mean, hey, so is this, right? Kind of 70% actually happened to him. It's like, is no, there just saying, that many of these dudes? Is there's that many? I mean, it's just real shit that goes on in real life, so. 
Yeah, but I mean, do you think some parts of 500 Days of Summer when they were making it, they they kind of like had this movie? Oh uh, yeah, like referenced. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, think it, I think it's possible. Um, I think the Zoe Deschanel character is a lot more like the Natalie Portman character of this. And movie. if that dude was that sad, he was watching Zach Braff. Or- True. Oh, sure. <laughs> like yeah. He put this movie on. Like, yeah, yeah, you know he was an inspiration. Yeah. Of that for sure. Definitely, definitely. I he mean, probably, he didn't have the Nikes though. So, no. Me and, <laughs> me and Mike had this conversation a little earlier. We can, I guess, bring it up right now. Like, what's the most hipster shoe? I mean, because this is that he has, he has OG hipster swag in this movie, right? He has kind of like the it's cargo before pants. the hipster. It was just the, the normal yeah. guy. It was pre-hip. Yeah, it was pre-hip. But being pre-hip is basically like. That you're on the cutting edge. So I'm going to say this. He has the cargo pants. Yeah. He has the little bit of the undersized, like nice blank single color t-shirt. Uh-huh. Always got to have a hoodie. It's either got to be. zip. It's got to be a zip. It's, it's got to be like That's a, why they started be American zip. Apparel did the white zip. Zip hoodie. Yeah. Zip hoodie. There's really only three color options. Navy. Forest green <laughs> or maroon. And that's it. There's forest only green. Forest green. Nah, you got some cats are wearing the charcoal. That's what <laughs> the I'm charcoal. I, okay. Honorable mention. Charcoal. <laughs> hey, but the the goat hipster shoe, I know where you're going. It's I think new balance. Had, <laughs> new oh, balance that's, that's the true. goat hipster shoe. Yeah, so, I was thinking that I was just thinking the chucks. I know chucks are universal. Everyone nah. wears chucks. No, no, no. But those aren't even close, dude. Those aren't even on. in the top five. Dude, the New Balance is the one. You got the New yeah. Balance. You got Dirty Cortez, preferably white with the red swoosh. Yep, the fucking Tom Hanks. Dirty, uh, though, tied up. Gumps. The Forrest Gumps. Blazer highs laced all the way to the top. <laughs> <Pulled> tight. <laughs> fucking blazer high. Nah, he's the only dude wearing blazer highs. No, but when I seen him on his feet, I was like, damn, that was a good call. Because that's, yeah. the, that's the most accurate fucking... Man, <laughs> that's really, a good shoe, though. This movie, huge, huge, huge in making indie culture mainstream. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking way up there. It comes out before a lot of these movies. You know, a lot of this, like, new hipster culture. This yeah. movie is, like, one that is at the forefront of really popularizing it. It's so popular that people copied it to get into indie culture. People that were already into indie culture at the time will make fun of people based off, oh, oh you just watch Garden State? Or what? <laughs> oh, it's so popular that it made the shins huge. Like yeah. the shins blew up from this movie and diehard shins fans will call new shins fans as an insult. Oh, you just watch Garden State? Like yeah. <laughs> that's where this movie's at. Like it's exactly it's on that thing where it's like, oh, that movie fucking ruined it. Or it made me love it. Like it's right there on the is it precipice? Is that the word that I'm looking for? I think so. Okay. I'll go with it. Shout yeah. out. Put that in the word bank. I'll respect it. Put that in the big word bank for me, dude. Every <laughs> time I use one, I'm I don't even know it. how to spell that. It doesn't matter. It starts with a P, ends with a S. That could be a C or an S. That Damn. could be a C or an S, baby. Imagine that, like, dude, what's your what's your favorite band? The Shins. Oh, you just watch Garden State. Like, you feel like shit, like fuck you. Yeah. I bet you're a dick, dude. <laughs> But it's like watching this movie. Is... Oh. <laughs> Go. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so you like Pulp Fiction, huh? Yeah, exactly. You like yeah. Tarantino? There's a few movies, dude, that'll get you. Like, oh, you'll, you I'll hear watched, someone listening. You just watch Grindhouse? Yeah. I'll hear people listening to like Link Ray, you know, like, wow, wow, wow. And I'm like, yeah. oh. I remember my first time watching fucking Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Or like, you'll hear like a lot. There's certain movies that just define a generation. 
Yeah, know, that's or like define so, a culture. You oh, know? you're oh you're a movie buff. Oh, you like Quint- Tarantino's your favorite director, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. So, I like Zach Braff. So yeah. In terms of kind of like <laughs> the, uh, in terms of the early two thousand indie, you know, this film kind of had it all with Coldplay, The Shins. Soundtrack won a Grammy. Let's just go there. Soundtrack won a fucking Grammy. I didn't even know that. Soundtrack was amazing. It deserves it, honestly. When Zach Braff wrote the script and he was trying to send it out to get everybody to join in on the movie, he made a mixed CD with all the songs that he would hope would make it into the movie and sent it to every single actor or actress with the script. As a little shout out. Like, hey, look, like this is the vibe. Should have threw some radio head on it, though. Which is great. No, should have. But we're going to get in. Let's get into that right now. Won a Grammy, one of the greatest uh, soundtracks that I can remember, but it's second to my favorite movie soundtrack, which does have Radiohead in it, if anybody can guess. Similar within like... Vanilla Sky. Romeo and Juliet remake. Oh, Great yeah. Great fucking soundtrack. Radiohead, mm. underground Radiohead songs. Yeah. Fantastic soundtrack. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. I couldn't actually mouth guitar riff that better myself. Thank you, Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got this written down. It's kind of like the watching this movie is kind of looking into a dirty mirror. Now you watch yeah. it earlier. You're just like, fuck. Yeah. It's kind of like reflecting everything that you feel inside of you at the time now. Yeah. You know, and I don't you, know. his, everyone he comes across in Jersey well, on his part of Jersey is just like people, you know, Yeah, I relate. Absolutely. I relate. And they all want, it's weird. Cause they all want to, they all want to be noticed too. You know, just like, like a lot of the stuff they say. They're all or, trying to do like Serpico quotes and shit to him. And like like the cop, that dude, that was the cop. Yeah. And he was like, dude, fuck that fish market. I <laughs> love that character so much. Like, how'd I do? How'd I do? How'd I do, man? He was wilding on. With the whole cop thing. He's so funny. I thought you were a dick. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But it's like that though. I mean. Yeah. Again, the last, I mean, I've watched this movie a few, I watch this movie a lot once a year since i've seen it and i've pro- i'm pretty sure i've seen it when since it came out but i haven't really watched it since i moved away from home it's all these factors you know what i mean it was yeah. when i watch it again it's a whole new thing for me and it's just like holy shit like he zach braff has like this whole thing i don't even have it in the quotes but he's talking to natalie portman when they're in the pool and he's like home is just once you move away from home yeah. it's just not the same yeah, it's the place it's where you just keep your stuff. And it's not, nothing even exists anymore until you really settle down and plant and make a new one with a new family. But it's like, right now, I think we can all agree we're in that limbo where it's like, we don't really have a home, air quotes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is one of the main things in this movie. He's just floating around and he's seen a lot of these people. Every time I, every time I go home, air quote back to the desert whatever uh-huh. it's like i i see all the old the old homies you know yeah, what I mean? you and it's really similar friends. it's like you pick yeah. up like you never left off we're drinking we're partying we're hanging out and it's like it's like you never left you just mm-hmm. kind of jump straight back into the groove with your old friends and then you're gone again and it's like hey i might not see you again for years you know but you, you never forget that feeling of when you were there and that this movie like captures that beautifully yeah it captures it really well actually yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, that's how I feel every time I go back to the desert. It's kind of one of those, you see friends that you knew from high school and stuff, and they have these stories, you know, where it's like, you know, when they're sitting at the breakfast table, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, I remember when you got the shit kicked out of you, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's one of those, I feel like those are kind of the same conversations you 
end up having with old friends from high school and stuff. You kind of reminisce over these old stories, but there's this really eerie feeling that things just never changed. Right. It's like they just were very stale and they stayed the same, you know? And the fact that even his buddy still lives at his mom's house. Yeah, they all do. Except for the man that made the Velcro. (laughs) I mean, everybody that we, in our circle, we at least all know somebody that's still living with their mom. Yeah. I don't think that that's the craziest thing. No. And we all know somebody that you would look at and be like, that's what you do now? I mean, this actually might be me in a lot of, for a lot of people in the desert is they would be like, dude, you're a fucking cop now, Kenny. Last time I seen you, you were doing coke off a fucking urinal like that. I might be that guy. I might be the dude where people are like, you're doing what, dude? Like, why? Like, last time I, like, I don't know. I had a reputation for being faded a well, lot Well, he was of the a time. cop because he said no one knew him and he wasn't getting laid. Like, yeah, yeah. he just wanted to be noticed. But well, another thing watching this movie back, God damn, Jim Parsons is a star. Mm-hmm. He just had it. I think it was his second, <laughs> second movie. Is it? What yeah. was his first? I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. A, oh, I'm not a Jim Parsons fan. I just. I, know. I like. Like I thought Big Bang Theory was cool. I never, I never watched it. But I always thought he was gay, but I never knew. So he's is a he? Good, he's a good. Yeah, he's gay. Really? He's a good actor. Yeah. I didn't know that. That whole situation's weird. Him just he banged that dude's mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get there. You guys hang on on that. So let's talk about this. And Two and a half million dollar budget. Uh, Zach Braff raised it on his own. Raised the budget for the movie. One person who wanted to get into the film industry paid the entire two and a half million dollars. One guy by himself. That's how you get in. Produced the entire movie. When all was said and done, ended up with uh, 35.8 million total. So not even, I didn't even pull that off IMDb. That's way later. 14 times what it cost to make, which is just like, hey, success. Absolutely. Opening weekend though, sheesh. But I'm guessing that was like limited... Yeah, that was probably like Sundance oh, Limited. Like, yeah. Maybe in Jersey they showed it up. How popular was Zach Braff in 2004? I mean, he was in Scrubs. Yeah, so right? he was popular because I remember when this movie came out. That was the first thing I thought of. When Last Kiss was before this? After. After, After yeah. He didn't make Last Kiss, though, which um, I was wrong about because I thought he made it. Uh-huh. But Last Kiss is the same kind of depressing. I don't even want to watch it. Well, Anything that has to do with like all your friends getting married and like just people cheating and being weird it's like yeah I, can't even, I won't even be able to stomach a movie like that right now like it was like that one will hit way like you know what i'm saying like i like all my friends are getting married right now he's like cheating on his lady at the same time in the movie there's like this whole weird like relationship thing that seems to land perfectly with like you know what i mean like it just it's yeah. a little bit too like ugh. oh yeah it's, i don't even, you know it's like watching a rape scene in a movie like i just don't i'm not inter- i'm not interested even though it's like well you don't you know that's how it really <laughs> was you'll, you'll, yeah you'll never feel that's comfortable how things about really that were, man <laughs> it's like yeah dude like i don't you know i don't want to watch earthlings dude even if joaquin narrates it um all right i got one for you i got one you guys ready yeah new award most emo dude award girls included because even girls can be sad dudes I got six characters that are emo. Not actors. Six movie or seven movie characters. Number one, Andrew Largeman, Zach Braff. Okay. This movie, Garden State. Number two, Batman. Super emo dude. That's a very emo character. He's one of the most emo dudes. Which one though? Because (laughs) we can get into (laughs) that. Not all of them were. Who do you think is the most emo Batman? 
Ik denk Val Kilmer toch? <laughs> wel sad, dude. Wel sad. Oké, okay, Because Christian Bell was getting busy. Christian Bell, and Christian Bell, you know. Third one, he was really. He had emo, his emo though. moments. Though, he would leave sure. the crib, remember? <laughs> Number three, Kat Stratford, a.k.a. Julia Stiles, 10 Things I Hate About You. Super oh, emo, dude. Yeah. Sad man. That's a sad man right there. Next, Donnie Darko. Just an emo young lad, yeah. dude. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. He even had the hair. If you all, if you have the personality and the hair, you're up in the list. And I know this doesn't go with his character, but the soundtrack, that Gary Jewell song, that's the first thing I think of. That Gary Jewell song might be the most emo song of all time. <laughs> Ever. I, which there's there's a lot of people out there from you know, from those days in music that are like. Pfft. You think that's the fucking emo song of all time? I cut my fucking arm off to a song one time. Um, <laughs> Tom Hansen, 500 Days of Summer. Very sad man, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even really pull it together at the end. Who knows? He might. He had a good day. You know how depression Still works. Limbo, yeah. You know, yeah, one we, day. Yeah, we don't know to how be that determined. worked out. <laughs> to be yeah. determined, you know? One day you snoot a little line of that Zoloft and you're feeling fucking great, dude. Next day. 500 Days down. of Autumn. We'll see. Exactly. To be continued. The sequel. But mm. indie movies, no sequels. What are you going to do? Edward Cullen, Twilight, Robert Pattinson, sad dude living forever. Watched all of his loved ones die. Hey, was my man really sad though? He was just living. I mean, you had to. You wouldn't be sad That's if you had six. to go to high school four hundred times, my dude. That was number six. He's sad, dude. He's fucking sad. He's like fucking seven hundred years old. Finally met a girl, and she's I gonna agree. die. I think he should be on that list for sure. I agree. He's sad, dude. Yeah, he's sad. Last but not least, and again, this list is in no particular order. Kylo Ren, and I quote, I want to be free of this pain. <laughs> hey, they're going to leave out my man from uh, Wedding Adam Crashers, Driver. brother. <laughs> oh, the little brother from Wedding Crashers, dude? <laughs> Don't leave that man out. He what is he, what's the name on. of the painting, dude? He's like, what is, he's like I painted a His portrait of Todd, right? Todd. Todd yeah. from Wedding Crashers. Don't leave Todd mention. out, dude. So who's the saddest dude? If, if you, guys have to, you guys can give me your answer. I'll give you my answer. I think Batman. Yeah. Batman is... His, I Dude, I thought you were going to have the biggest problem with me putting Batman on the list. <laughs> nah, I was going to say Donnie Darko. He saw both his parents murdered, dog. Batman's yeah. emotional, dude. Like, that's some real sh- shit. He became a bat. Like, that's... <laughs> dog. Like, he... Went, he always wears all black. Yeah, he's fucked in the head. At least he had a reason to be sad, though. He does kind of have eyeliner. He puts, like, the eyeliner under the mask, right? To yeah. go oh, around, yeah. like, the eye socket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an Alfred, Alfred man did that. Hold on, Master Bruce. Hold on, Master Bruce. Master Wayne. You're not fucking doing it right, Alfred. You're not Alfred, doing it right, Alfred. Alfred, stop. All right, we're, going, we're getting out of pocket. We start doing Batman voices. We get All right, out of what's pocket. What's yours? What's yours, Russ? What do you oh, think? Really Donnie know. Darko. Donnie Darko. Most sad dude. Yeah. Nobody knew who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> I do not like myself. I am having internal problems. Okay. I'm oh. Gonna, what about fucking Adam Sandler's character in Funny People? That dude. That dude was on, and, and what's that yeah. other one that he does with, with like that where he hooks up with the maid? Oh, Spanglish. Spanglish. He's sad. And Spanglish, dude, and Click, he's going through it too. He goes yeah. through, I think Adam Sandler might be, if we're talking about saddest dudes in real life, he might be up there. But that's for another day. Um, I want to do, I got to say, my man's Edward Cullen, dude. Saddest man, dude. 500 years? Saddest man with a shimmer. Five, he's so sad that he realized, like, dude, I can't even kill myself. He couldn't even get hosed because he would want to bite him. <laughs> right. He's not even horny anymore, dude. Imagine you Because if like, he did, he'd bite him and kill him. Yeah. And turn him into a fucking... Imagine damn. if every time that you wanted to... I would to, love you, but 
then I'd want to imagine every time your girlfriend walked by wearing something cute you're like I don't want to kill this bitch really I'm horny but I don't want to kill her (laughs) 400 years though yeah and you watch your parents die that's crazy on the bright side he looks like Robert Pattinson with glittery skin but what's good looking good if you can't fuck though well the overall thing of the story is you wait like four or five hundred years you meet a fucking young girl who's like four or five hundred years younger than you and then you you bite her and you you keep her forever yeah Yeah. you I mean that's like some uh, child molester shit though how they like groom them you know what I mean? What's it called? Where you like set them oh, up? Oh, no. Let's go. Let's keep them moving. We're not going there. Going okay. There. Most likable. <laughs> this is my next one. Most likable yeah. dude award. Most likable. Most likable dude award. Okay. Movie characters. This is based off of Natalie Portman's character, who I thought in this movie was. So we're going to do dudes, though? By on, dude, let's... I mean everyone can be a dude. It's 2019. Dudes are. Oh, uh, dude. She's a, a dude. dude. Exactly. All right. We're getting too corny. Let's keep we're it moving. Dudes. We're all dudes. All right, let's Men do and it. women alike. That's what I mean. Most emo dude. Most likable dude. Girls can also be sad dudes, and girls can also be like likable dudes. I actually made this category after Natalie Portman's character, so I felt like she was one of the most likable movie characters that I've seen in yeah. fucking forever. And she lied so much, and you still liked her. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. So here we go. I got Sam, Natalie Portman, Garden State. I have Jim's dad, American Pie, in there. Yeah. Yeah, he's a likable dude, man. I have the dude at number three. Lebowski. Lebowski. I got Chunk from the Goonies. Very mm-hmm. likable dude. Very likable dude. Juno. Ellen Page. Very likable dude. Yes, yeah, pretty cool. And then sixth. This one doesn't go to seven. Sixth. Chewbacca. <laughs> As the last likable dude on the list. What do you guys think about that? Is there anybody um, that you'd like to add? Really likable dude. Really likable dude. Who would I want to hang out with? I mean, if you don't got it by now, you ain't going to get it because this is a podcast. We ain't got time for dinner. I think Spicoli, <laughs> dog. Spicoli's a likable dude. I'll, he can yeah. go in there. I'll, Based yeah. on my criteria that I put hours and hours and hours in to think about this list of seven people that I pulled off somebody else's most likable dude list on Google, uh-huh. Spicoli can be an honorable mention. I'll take it. I'm going to have to go with Jim's dad. Most likable dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a likable guy. Everybody on this list is very likable. Chewy? I don't know about Juno. Juno? Yeah. Because I don't even think people in her own school liked her. Yeah, she might not have been the most likable. Yeah. Ellen Page just isn't very likable. No, I mean, she... I like her, though. What happened to her? We should do an Ellen Page podcast. Where did you go, Ellen? Oh, we can even do Inception, and she's in that. True. We should start doing more Ellen Page material in general. Was it Hard Candy? Yep. Hard Candy was dope. There's Fire. some pedophile shit in there, though. Yeah. We could do it for some movie. We have been known to reach into our pedophile bag on this podcast. <laughs> Not in life, but we talked about it. <laughs> Who? What were we talking about it on? Uh, that's, oh, that's incest. That's, that's incest. Well, you know, sexual, what do you call it? Like sexual deviancy. Deviancy, yeah. Yeah. You know? I feel like we're entitled to an opinion. We have one. I didn't pick those movies. <laughs> that's true. I would say, I would say Jim's dad. <laughs> Is, yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. He's a more than the guy. dude. I thought the like dude like the dude. People didn't like the dude, but he just didn't give a shit about nothing. He just kept moving. The dude is cool, but I've met the dude. I've met someone just like the dude, and it's funny. There's of those, probably a, the you dude, don't like the dude. The dude is in this movie. He made the quiet Velcro. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you meet the dude in real life, you're frustrated with the dude. Yeah, yeah, because you don't care about nothing. Then he's pulling. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. You guys want to do best scenes? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
Let me tell you again how this works in case you don't know. I'm going to read the list of scenes that I thought were the best scenes in the movie. If there's something that you want to add, feel free to add it. If not, we will all talk about our favorites individually. Number one, intro, plane crash scene, through the gas pump, through Largeman working at the restaurant. Number two, party scene, where they take the ecstasy and there's that super skinny white chick sitting on his lap. Number three, Large meets Sam in the doctor's office with the dog humping his leg. I recognize you. Oh, did you go to Columbia High? No, not from high school, from TV. Didn't you play the retarded quarterback? Yeah. Are you really retarded? No, I'm not. Cool. Great job, man. I mean, I thought you were really retarded. You're just as good as that quirky kid, and he's actually retarded. I mean, if there's some sort of, like, retarded Oscar, you would win, like, hands down, kick his ass. Number four, the pool scene. And then Sam tap dancing in front of the fireplace. Lewis has tap dance too. <laughs> uh, the next one, Mark, Sam, and Large's adventure, where they're kind of like riding through, going to Target. This scene ends at the Peeping Tom scene, where they meet Method Man, because I didn't want to make it too long. The boat scene, where they go down into the quarry. And then the final scene at the airport. Let go, let go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That part? That's JFK. Couldn't clear it out, by the way. Had to like actually film the scene with travelers walking through the airport. Yeah. Indie as fuck. Yeah. That is a that really big thing. You are, indie Zach. thing, dude. That's Who's Zach Braff? We're not closing it down. You guys got something you want to add, Mike? Um, I, uh, the breakfast scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I that was a good Good one. call. That is actually one of my favorite scenes, too. The night, the whole thing with the are night. We, are we going to go into that scene right now? Are we going to dig into it a little bit? Yeah. Let's, right. I mean, let's talk about it. So that scene, well, let's hear what's your favorite scene in the movie. My favorite scene in the movie, I would say, is probably. I like the boat scene a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a very good scene. Say the whole like infinite abyss kind of yeah. aspect to it. That was fun. Good quotes coming out of that scene, too. Oh, absolutely. I like the party scene. I love the music. That's like my favorite song from the soundtrack. Yeah. And then I like. Just the point of view where it just looks like the way the camera's moving, it looks like how when he, the ecstasy is hitting him. I, I can't like speak that. on, again, we're getting back into this. I'm sure it'll happen again in the future. I can't say whether I have or have not done any drugs. <laughs> but that scene accurately depicts what I would imagine yeah. being yeah. on ecstasy yeah. is like, where you're just kind of like, whoa. Remember just the way the camera was moving, like it would look like his eyes. Yeah, and, and they're, all, like, they're all calling his name, and he's just looking over to the side like, Whose turn is it? Like, do you know what I mean? Just and he's like rubbing his hands on his pants and like digging into his. I remember like she sits on his lap and, and he keeps and she, gr- rubbing and he keeps her like leg, grabbing her leg yeah. and like rubbing her leg. It's like I don't know what ecstasy's like, but from what I've read <laughs> in medical journals, yeah, it sounds very similar to what the side effects. I've are. had the worst experience. No, we're not going to talk. I mean, we don't. We've never done drugs here. We are a drug-free podcast. Yeah, that was my favorite scene. Obviously. Um. So let's hear about the uh, breakfast scene. What do you guys think about the breakfast scene? I mean, we'll break these down. My favorite scene is the tap dancing scene. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite scene, like where it pans out, wide angle. Saying she's, she's dancing in front of the She was dancing so loose. Yeah, I love, I love it. It, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel warm, like in my heart, where she's like doing the dance. The mu- Again, soundtrack, amazing in this movie. Perfectly, yeah. perfectly timed. Well, Great character. Well, there's such a genuineness yeah. to that scene. It's really warm. You know, and it's one of those, you can see their hair is still wet. Yeah. You know, like and there's what, like this coldness, but they're also sitting next to a fire. 
the so setup for that just... was so perfect too. How that girl came in and then they both wanted to go help her. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of just did it just to all right, got, let's leave them by it themselves. Got yeah, you know what I mean. Like it got awkward, and then she was like, "She's the yin to that dude's yang. She's yeah. exactly what he's looking for." Where she, she's just like, uh, "I could tap dance. You want to see me tap dance?" And it's just like you're just like, "Fuck, dude." That's like, and he was down. Like she kind of he just yeah. rolled down. Like, you're I, yeah, you're I, in it right now. Huh? You're in it right now, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Which is I always love that. I always love that idea when she says you're in it right now, just because it's one of those. I know that exact feeling of being in it. Yeah. And that's the first time. It's called weed. It's called marijuana. But, hey, <laughs> when they jumped into the pool and he couldn't swim, so he was funny. in the shallow end, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, hey, come hey. on, bro, just stand up. You never know, dude. I didn't like that. Some that was cool. Out. It was actually raining when they shot that. It, real fog. They didn't like yeah. bring. They didn't have to bring that fog in for that part of the movie. Like that's actually real fog on the set. Oh wow. Um, breakfast scene. One of the best scenes in the movie. When I was younger, before this, if you were to ask me, my favorite scene in the movie before watching it this week it would have been where he wakes up and he just sees that night walking by because that just reminds me of every time i've woken up at any of my homies houses or parents houses in the desert like just yeah you wake up in some tweaker pad and there's a fucking chick drawing roses on the wall with crayons it's been up for fucking eight days straight again i don't want to talk about this kind of stuff on the, on the he podcast. had the blanket <laughs> was a little too small so he yeah was it like, was just like, like uncomfortable it. that's uh, how you wake up in the desert after a night of partying is there's a dude yeah. in a night costume walking by and you're just like shoes dude, on yeah i could have did with the shoes off too though because you, so you take if you know you're staying you're taking the shoes what off. i don't like this and let me know if you guys agree one shoe on I'm kind of just like that's not. No, that's, that's not, not real. accurate. That don't you take them off. It's you're either, either your both shoes are either on the side of the couch with your keys and your wallet inside of them, yep. or your mm-hmm. whole getup is on. Like yeah. that's just the way. Because you is. didn't want to stay, but now you're still like, I right, don't want to get up and leave. Yeah. yeah, that means you didn't pass out. That means you accepted defeat. Like, yeah. dude, fuck. See I gotta me, stay here. I'm, I'm my shoes are off, my socks are off, <laughs> rolled up in yeah. the shoe with the wallet, keys. Is there anything worse than having to stay at a place where you're over, like you're? your buzz is actually wearing off, but you know you have to stay there and you're like, fuck, yeah. I got it. If you take your socks off, dude, that means you actually sobered up enough, up enough to be like, I need to take off my socks. This shit sucks. True. Hell you know yeah. Dude, that fuck. nighttime feeling and like, like I want to be here. You're, already, you're texting people like, hey, what are you doing? Trying to see if they can pick you up throwing fillers out there? Yeah. It Damn, happens. that shit sucks. It happens and that is a real life thing. And then, that shit still happens now. <laughs> Dude, I haven't had one of those happen in a... No, Usually this is me saying at my homies. But luckily, there's Uber and Lyft. Yeah. True. If I go somewhere and I know I'm like... I know where I'm falling asleep at night these days. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, for sure. But, Mine's just more... Because now, when you're older, you're like, fuck, I'm sleeping in my own bed. Let's talk about that table scene a little bit. Where they're sitting at the table with him. With Let's talk about how he got woken up. <laughs> Fucking metal-ass suit. <laughs> like, bruh. Have you guys ever been? That's that's such a fiery way to wake up. Like, Dude, it's like, why are you putting this on to eat breakfast? You could have put that on after you yeah, ate. Exactly. You know what he's talking shit? They don't shit? have locker rooms like over there. Like, you know when he's talking shit though? He's like, what, are you, what have you been up to these days, Mark? Digging graves while you're in a dude. fucking night suit? I was yeah. like, dude, I've been to medieval times. Like, that ain't the tightest job, dude. <laughs> no, but she was like, he worked his way up. Yeah, hey. He won, he won the joust last night. <laughs> When fools are cheering for you, dude, it don't matter what you're doing. You get a big dude, head, dude. She was like, how do you, how is it? I told you it was good. And you just eat cereal. She's like, I always try to save all the That food. whole scene was perfect, dude. Dude, people, all right, you know what else reminds me? <laughs> New Jersey in the desert, we run on the same vein, dude. Because I just yeah. see her with that short-ass haircut smoking a ciggy, and I'm like, dude, I've been in that house before. I've 100%. been there Dog, before. And when she's like, tell him, did he tell you about the books? <laughs> 
dude dude and real estate oh yeah yeah fuck yeah and i feel like uh, in his mind what's his what's his actual name is uh mark in his mind i think he kind of feels that andrew is like cooler you know because he was an actor so he's yeah. kind of embarrassed like he's i feel he's embarrassed of his mom like the but books a, and all that's that. a real life emotion too like when one of your one of your homies comes through and he's doing really well you want to be like, dude, I'm fuck. you know, you have pride in your fucking life. Like, your life is just as hard as anybody else's fucking life. Everybody's going through their own story, and it's like, yeah, you don't want need anybody to, you don't want your mom to be right there, like, tell them about the real estate books, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck yeah. off, dude, it's I work cool. my ass the, off digging graves, dude. And the making of the movie, like, he kind of gave a little background to his character, and he was like, yeah, so, it's, you know, he's playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. He was trying to learn guitar to be good enough to teach lessons to quit the grave, to, like digging oh, graves. Really? Like that was his move. He was like, "Yeah, that's the character." Peter Sarsgaard is the man. We're gonna get into that. In yeah, that's, uh, yeah we'll he, I thought it was in the nineties with that dude. So best scene, I'm gonna go with tap dancing fireplace scene with the blankets. I mean, just to touch on that scene for a second, there's just something about the way that, again, like. They were all hanging out party. Usually, when you see parties in movies and like party scenes in movies, you don't ever get that little five, five piece of everybody sitting around drinking beers, like kind of huddled up around a fire, which is like something that happens very often. Like shit, like that happens. Like yeah, everybody on the couch, like a few people just hanging out and drinking. Like yeah, when it turns from a big party to a you don't small, just kind of yeah. hanging out. Or even, I mean, it wasn't that big to but begin it, it with. Revol- it revolves around drugs. That's why everyone could sit down and huddle. Especially well, I mean, the drugs they they're doing. doing. Dr- were they doing drugs in that scene, though? Fireplace yeah, remember? Scene? He passed the what? The fireplace scene. Oh, not the fireplace. That one, they're just trying to get warm. That's also. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. where they're all kind of just sitting around drinking beers, like, getting mellow. I thought you were talking about the ecstasy scene. The ecstasy scene, that was actually, like, a typical movie party scene. Minus, like, the couch. Like, I just felt the way that was laid out in that extra room. That reminded me of a place that I've been. A lot of these, like, New Jersey vibes that they have going in this movie remind me of how we one thing, yeah. you, remember when he went to the doctor's office and he had all the plaques? Mm-hmm. You notice he had the plaque on the, the roof? That's so roof. funny. <laughs> and then one thing I wanted to say, uh, you know when the dog's humping his leg? Yeah. The code word to get him to hump the leg was like, who's your bitch? Yeah. So in the making of the movie, they're just like, who's your bitch? Who's your bitch? And he's just like humping them. And he's like, that's dude. A great, that's a great scene too. I mean, I would, I think I fall. That's when you get the shins. I fall into that category of people that hurt. I mean, I was in, 2004 i was in 10th grade like i wasn't it i'm not some fucking super gnarly punk rock dude that always knew about the shins like i think i learned about the shins from this movie to be no, honest i'll admit i i heard of them but i didn't listen to them and then i saw this movie heard heard them and i was like oh well it's a great song oh i've been kind of missing and it, they're one of the few bands that have stood the test of time with me personally oh yeah like, I've, i love the shins still the shins are great the broken bells are great yeah like Another thing, when remember when the mo- in the opening scene, that motherfucker's tucked in so crazy in his bed, dog. Oh, just yeah. in a white bed. Yeah, it's just tucked in there. nuts. Well, that's one thing I noticed about this movie for the the beginning parts was I felt like a lot of this, at least you know the um, the plane crash, the gas pump, the restaurant, the shirt when he puts on the shirt. A lot of it, I felt like, were just shots that Zach Braff probably had in his head. Mm-hmm. They're just single shots, almost like paintings, you know, that he had yeah. in his head. That he's like, how can I incorporate, you know, someone laying in bed in all white, nothing on the, nothing on the floor, nothing on the walls, just all white, and then was that supposed to be his apartment in L.A.? Yeah, I think yeah. that they're really just trying to depict like this dude is numb to yeah. everything. Like he oh, just 100%. has a really bland existence, you know, like. 
doesn't really care. His apartment is fucking lame. He didn't decorate the fucking the walls or anything. Like I don't know. It's just like lame. Well, I life. loved when I love when the doctor told him he was like, "I'm surprised you feel anything with the amount of lithium that you're on." Yeah, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna touch down on how it is unsafe to just stop taking all the medication that you've been taking for 15 years, which is a yeah. fucking not a good move, dude. Not a good move at all. So we all, I mean, we're all split on the best scene in this movie, yeah. which to me is a prime indicator of a really good movie because that means it touched everybody a little bit differently. It didn't you know? have like a hard peak. To right. This movie. And there's a, there's a, the one thing that they did about in this movie is there's a soft spot. There's like a part that'll kind of make you feel that warm, fuzzy feeling throughout the whole movie. There's something every quarter. You know, yeah. it's like for for me, like when she puts the headphones on his ears and the shins start playing, you're like, that's a warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's like there's a there's a few of those throughout the movie, like scattered out through the whole thing. They're really good. You know, mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Let's do uh best quote. You guys ready? Yeah. Same premise. I'm going to read some quotes. You guys have something that you want added in, add it in. If not, we'll vote. First one, doctor. Are you all right? Andrew. Yeah. Dr. Cohen, yeah, you're all right. You're alive. Love it. A lot of wholesome quotes in this movie. Uh, Sam, do you know what I do when I feel completely unoriginal? I make a noise or I do something that no one else has ever done before. And then I can feel unique again, even if it's only for a second. Number three, if you can't laugh at yourself, life's going to seem a whole lot longer than you'd like. You laugh, you know. I'm not saying I don't cry, but in between... I laugh, and I realize how silly it is to take anything too seriously. Plus, I look forward to a good cry. Next one's from Andrew Largeman. I like you. So there's that. I guess I have that. And last but not least, hey, Albert. Good luck exploring the infinite abyss, Albert. Hey, you too. Great quote. That's a goat quote. I wrote that down not knowing it was on there. And I wrote it right under it too. Oh, really? That's the, yeah, that's a goat quote. What the abyss? Yeah, like that's, that one's just. That's a great quote. That put the stamp on it too, like because he found, found it, dude. And he was he was on the right track. That quarry in general in the movie is the most like obvious metaphor for just the uncertain, like the uncertainty of life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like looking into it, yelling into the face of like life, like fuck it, dude. We're gonna do our thing anyways. Like that infinite abyss is how that's life. Yeah, Dude, and, and kind of come becoming comfortable with it. You yeah. know how that guy seems okay with it. He kind of he's grown to love it and accept it, and even like kind of raise his family around it. You know that it's one of those like that's just how life is. Is you're just I get to be around these beautiful people. I know he says that at one point. He knows that you start to do what makes you happy and do yeah. what you actually love, and you stop caring about what other people think. Like you, they roll in there and they're they're thinking like, dude, a kook must fucking live here. Dude's just living in there like... Probably the most normal guy in the movie. Yeah, and the, the happiest, like, he has it figured out. Yeah. You know, it's a great fucking scene in the mm-hmm. movie. Do you guys have any quotes that you think should be added? Um, I had a... Uh, There's a lot. Who here just saw some titties? Who here just saw some titties? <laughs> and the funny one was, I can't believe the retarded quarterback's a pill popper. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Mark had some gems. The favors are bad. The only thing worse than a favor are favors involving money. Yeah. That was a good one. Like and then that. I like the, don't tease me about my hobbies. I don't tease you about being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to write both of those down. So I like both of those too. I also like the, you're just a fast food night. Yeah, you're that one was good. And then uh, Sam, she's like charging because I'm a robot. 
What does he said too? He's like, get the fuck out of my house before I cut your fucking head off or I chop your fucking head off. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for breakfast. It was delicious. <laughs> I got to go with the, uh, I mean, fuck man. A couple of those Sam quotes are really good and deep, but I, I also got to go with like, hey, you too. Like, good luck exploring the infinite yeah, abyss. Was... Yeah. I really like that Dr. Cohen quote, which is why I threw it in there, even though it was super low key, where he's like, Yeah, you're all right. You're alive. There's something so comfortable about that quote, though, yeah. when he's just like, You're alive, man. Like, it's because it's one of those. So, ideally, he just got off of all these drugs, which all these drugs have been preventing him from feeling anything at all. Right. But it's one of those. I didn't notice this, you know, until watching this now was the fact that you can kind of tell as the movie's going that he's slowly kind of coming off of, like he's starting to feel things as he's going through. And this is, I felt like the doctor telling him that as the first time, like, wake up. You're just noticing because now you're going to start feeling some stuff. There's something like super, and without even trying to get too in depth with any of this shit, but it's like, yeah, that's like, I've dealt with a lot of stress with like cancer and all this other dumb shit. And Mm -hmm. it's like, there's something super relieving. Like there's a, there's a good feeling about just being like, yeah, dude, like it's good to just be here and be doing the things that Mm -hmm. you're doing. And it's like, sometimes you need somebody to point that out to you. And when you can get it from a doctor, doctors, a lot of the time, they're always, uh, they'll never really tell you everything's going to be good or everything's fucked. They always tiptoe on this line of like, well, you know, uh, you know, like you're good, but you know, you got to do this or you got to do that. You know, to hear something like that from a doctor, like, yeah, you're good, man. You're fucking chilling. It's a, it's a relief. Like it's a, it's a load. Oh, like, absolutely. It's what you would like to hear. You know yeah. I mean? It's like, it's, I like that scene a lot. It's just smooth, you know, like it's yeah. kind of pushing him out, letting him off. It's like letting him off the hook of all the shit that the medication that his dad's had him on. Exactly. You know what I, mean? I like the, the Albert one and then the favors one. I thought that one was good. I like that one too. Like, I was going to put that one in there too. I like that fucking Mark. Shows, I think, yeah, that's, we'll get to Mark. But that's just like the way they are there. It's just like, dude, they're all on their own. Mm-hmm. That was another thing where it's just like, dude, you're dealing with your own shit, but we're all dealing with ours too. We just yeah. got to keep them moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, he's one of those dudes that reminds me of people from everybody's hometown. Like everybody has that homie that's like, he's maybe not going to make it out or be like the most successful dude, but he's just a fucking real one. Like everybody yeah. knows a real I one wanna, where they come from. You were know they, yeah. like, I want to know what their relationship was prior to him moving. I'm always I mean, curious about he, that too. He moved when he was 16. So yeah, but it's like, were they cool? Time. Or he Probably was just, not. cause he like reached out. Like he was the one that generally like he showed sympathy for him. Remember he's like, mm-hmm. we're going to head to that party as soon as we're done burying your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's stealing the jewelry. And he was just staring at him. Yeah, it's it's kind of heavy too. Like when he gives the his mom's necklace back to him, and the way that they don't leave on like a big note, to where he's just like, yeah, man, or he's like, I'll see you. Like that shit. That's is it. Like, that was good. Like yeah. that's real. Like that's a that's a real thing. Like it, was a, it evokes like real emotion. Where he, like I was watching it, even though I've seen the movie a hundred times, and when he Mark is walking away, I was like, does he call him? Like hey, and like get off the motorcycle and like give him a hug or something, and he just doesn't. And it was like very real to me as touching you know because yeah. like, that's kind of how it is like it's a unspoken dude yeah good yeah. vibes dude I, like i feel that you know what i mean and Not, it's cool how the story takes you through the entire process of getting it back without kind of just leading yeah. you on with what he's i even doing. like how because it could have went 
another way when he started popping off like dude we're not trying to do on his mouth something to get drugs or whatever and she was like he was sticking up for me like i like that like yeah. you yeah because it could have went a whole different route like dude come on yeah like, what makes you think he's trying to get drugs well it's like that's the worst thing about movies he was is when it's got to get all bummer like that like oh yeah. here's the, here comes the falling out it's like they yeah, actually and then, like there's about to be a falling out and they're like you know what nah let's not let's but yeah yeah he it. just really wanted to kick it with her though Exactly. There's not really like super gnarly falling outs like that in movies in life. No, not you know really. I mean? Especially between your friends. Like, I mean, it happens every now and then. But, but it's you like, kind of slowly fall out with friends, though, where it's yeah, like, it's oh, like I just haven't hit you up in a no, while. You and your now. friend don't blow up like you and your fucking first girlfriend blew up. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? It's like, this shit's a little loose. Let's do For me, hold on. I haven't chose my best quote yet. Oh. For Excuse me, honestly, I would me. say, if you can't laugh at yourself, quote, I love it. Just because that's something I kind of try to live my own life by. So, I mean, for me, it's just a very personal quote. Over a beer in the bar with Natalie Portman actually like displaying her first sign of not being 17 years old. Which I thought was a great, yeah. like, which yeah, I thought was much yeah. needed. Because she seemed we're gonna really get into, young. We're going to get into yeah. that. We're going to get into that. But for the first time in the movie, you're like, Natalie Portman isn't. Like, okay, here she is being an adult, drinking a beer, hitting you with some fucking insight instead of just being cute, living with her. Like, she's very cute and like, yeah, she's very innocent. The thing about characters in this movie is everybody in this movie is designed to elevate the main character. They're all supporting characters and they're doing just that. They're supporting the main character, every single one of them. You know what I mean? They're all quirky. You know what I mean? She has a dead hamster in her house and she has a hamster wheel through her house and she has a, like a little grave where she buries her pets and Mark has Desert Storm trading cards and the fuck the one homie shoots, Jesse shoots arrows, flaming arrows up into the air and he made silent Velcro. Like all these are really smart, intricate, good writing details into this movie, but all of them are only in this movie. His dad to support fact, Andrew. All three of those things are real. Yeah, probably. I know for a fact you didn't just come up with shooting them arrows into the air. He yeah. knows someone that did that dumb shit. <laughs> and you see how they're running around? Like, that shot is so good. I love like, that shot. Why wouldn't you just run away? They're just like yeah. watching it. Do you get what I'm saying, though? Is like, yeah, there is good characters, but they're not, they're not very developed characters. A lot of them are stunted in their growth, character development, in order to just elevate his character and what he's going through and what his experience is like coming home. You know yeah. what I mean? Even Sam. Like they could like the character arc stops for all of them because they don't want it to get past Andrew. Like let's not forget that this is a story about large because he's this is a not one even. It's a yeah. one man story, but he's not even going right. You know it's what I mean? about he's, his development. We're yeah, not but he's still kind of. I think he's hitting a, a ceiling too. And it ends. It ends without him. Like if if we're talking about a character arc, you know what I'm saying? Like it ends with him up pushing towards the top of his arc but not even fully getting there because that's the beauty of the movie is because it, it's it's real life it's like yeah. that's what makes the movie so depressing to watch back is because you're like you have all this hope for what he's actually going to turn into and then you being now now that we're older than his character in the movie you're just like oh it doesn't really like largeman didn't just get married and make a million dollars and fucking, you know what I mean? Buy a huge house and like blah, blah, blah. And become happy. He was going through it in LA. He couldn't get a role either. There's a huge, there's a huge underlying thing in this movie too. I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but it's like his mom was just sad forever. Yeah. Without a wheelchair. She was depressed. This was the first time I really picked up on that kind of theme. Um, watching this was, 
She yeah, her mom was, his mom was just always depressed, and that's why he was so frustrated. It's because he couldn't make her happy. And she, so obviously, she had a problem with severe depression because he even says this was probably what she wanted, anyways. You yeah. know, yeah. it's just sad. Yeah. Do you think the dad let, did the dad knew it too and just let her die? Because I'm pretty sure someone yeah. had to be watching her in that, in that shot, in that bath. I feel like when it comes to like your lady, You'll never, you'll never admit that. Even if you know yeah. it deep down, it's going to take someone to tell you, and you'll because you'll, but you'll push you know forever. Someone you know, paralyzed. I mean, down, someone had to be in that in there yeah. watching. Her. I think she, she can't was just, sad before. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, and it's like that's But just she was probably hopped there. up on prescription drugs as well with that guy. Especially with your husband being a yeah. psychologist, right? Yeah. All right, let's do a MVP. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. So I got three. You guys tell me you think the MVP of is of this movie. So I have Zach Braff, Andrew Largeman, Natalie Portman as Sam, last name not included, and Peter Sarsgaard, Mark, also last name not included. What do you guys think? Let me go ahead and say this. In previous podcasts, I've thrown Natalie Portman's name around a lot. So I've been on the Natalie Portman train. Natalie Portman fan club, you could call it. But I'm going to go ahead and say my man, Mr. Peter Sarsgaard, is the MVP. Russ? Oh, I'm I'm torn between those two, actually, because <laughs> even though Zach Braff did kill it, it's one of the... I hate to say that that part wasn't difficult, even though it had a lot yeah. of screen time and a lot of... He was on some Russell Crowe shit, and I didn't know he was in every single yeah, movie. <laughs> a lot of lines to read at the same time, though, to really give a good performance. I'm going to go with Natalie Portman on this one, though, just... Yeah. Watching it this time, I was really watching Natalie Portman's character a lot. And just, especially the scene when she's in that um, that little graveyard of her pets. And she goes from, and he's telling her about his mom's funeral. Such and she time. goes from, you know, from zero to a hundred of crying, you know, just that yeah. fast. I was like, that's some range that she has. In but this she movie. is the best actor in this movie. Yeah. Hands down. Debatable, right? With who? Sarge Guard is great. And, no, and I'm just is, saying by like just acting chops. Yeah, well like, I mean, he's had he's gone out of his bag like in other shit after this movie too, which is like Yeah. We could I mean we could get into that. I don't want to get into that, but Natalie Portman's amazing. I mean, I she just, did this movie while she's still in college. So she went to Harvard, right? Yeah. So she was in her last year at Harvard whenever she did this movie, but I think Sarsgaard made it feel real. Yeah. I love I love Zach Braff and I love Zach Braff's character just because I've always assumed that he was like this. I never seen Scrubs before uh-huh. I yeah, saw this movie. Well. If I would have seen Scrubs, I think I would have appreciated his performance in this movie even more because he goes out of his bag. Like he's 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 doing his thing, which is like yeah. he does a great job at being that. He's the original Michael Sarah. You know what I mean? Like he's kind the of, OG yeah. pulling into that role. It's like I'm going to agree with Mike and say that Sarsgaard is my favorite. I think he's the most valuable in this movie. And it's, he, he has a, he doesn't have very much to work with. I mean, they, like I said, they don't, they don't develop everybody to that point. Yeah. They do give him his little quirky things. Like he has his mom who's smoking cigs and the, Oh, you guys watch out. The carbon monoxide detector has been going off all night. And like, he has these little things about him, but he just has this tone that you can't write. You can't write that tone. And I feel like you could write the tone. It would be easy to be like, hey, Zach, this is what your character is going to be doing. And Natalie, you're bubbly, 
even though she may have been the first like girl character like this in a while in a movie, at least that I can think of. But when it gets to Peter Sarsgaard, he added an element to it that's just like really dry. I think he either played his own self or he played someone he knew really well. And that was that character. It was a, yeah. it was a really 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 original, and I know that Zach Braff didn't direct him on like, yo, this is how I need you to be. He just brought that. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's it's too unique. Like it was True. too unique. Like it was really especially like when he freaks out. Like, yo, dude, the only thing worse than a fucking favor is a favor involving money. Like even when he goes there, and it's like that's the only time dude. he gets elevated, and it, he gets elevated on one of his like principal beliefs. You're just yeah. like, damn. Like, and I'm just trying to make money. Yeah, <laughs> like dude, and he's doing some sketchy shit too. And Absolutely, he's doing the Coles, the roof, for, the Taylor Roosevelt Coles trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they take the it, returns, they take anything dude. back, dog. <laughs> but it's like even even the look on his face when they're all riding in the motorcycle, and he has that goofy ass helmet on, and he's just sitting there. It's with that, funny. Like, he can he can portray how this character is without so saying anything. That's another reason why I love the character because remember, like the she uh, Sam was like the person that sits in the sidecar is the bitch. And he just didn't care. He was just yeah, rolling, dude. he was just dude. chilling in That's there. That's what I loved about his personality. Yeah. Like, he he's was that just dude who's like, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I don't... He only cares about what he's doing. He he's knows cool. what he's doing, yeah. 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 So, two to one, you lose, suck a dick. <laughs> Sars guard wins. Shout out Natalie, though. Natalie Hive. Shout out to Natalie Portman. Run the Natalie Portman Hive here. Being the original Zoe Deschanel. Really, like, setting the precedent for Zoe Deschanel's character in every movie that she's been in is based off. <laughs> like, every Zoe Deschanel from that she's ever done has actually been based on Natalie Portman in Garden State. Argue me. Argue yeah. with me. If Zoe Deschanel didn't have blue eyes and she didn't sing, where is she at? Zoe Deschanel. Very Megan overrated. Fox. Because Megan Fox. Zoe Deschanel. Oh, <laughs> shit. She's not really that good of an actress. She's just kind of ripping on that. She's ripping Natalie Portman's character in this movie in every movie that she does. She's the unique, eccentric. And you could have... All right, I, ha- I have this for the... Well, we'll get into it, actually. What we're going to do, we're going to take a little breather for right now. We're going to hear a little word from our sponsors. And then we're going to be right back. All so, right. everybody hold on to your fucking horses. Hold on to your shorts. Hold on to your butts. We're back. Downtown Cinema Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a real thing <laughs> black men don't cheat that's, that's a real thing right now. Uh, I would like to thank our sponsors blackmendontcheat.com <laughs> that's real shit our real sponsor though is um, hazy Sierra IPA. Nevada Hazy Little I- oh Hazy Little Thing IPA shout out to and, my good peoples uh, and Pacifico we gotta Just thank we gotta thank the Pacifico. beers and the substances when I say substances I I'm going to leave it up to your guys' imagination, whatever you guys want to think. We got to thank those for just keeping the second half interesting, always. You know what I mean? Second half of the podcast, this is where we get off the rails. If you made it this far, which I doubt a lot of you do, you're in for a treat because this is where it always gets sloppy. So, cheers. Cheers. My you guys ready part. to... Yeah, I mean, it tends to be fun. It tends to be like a little more loose. And then as soon as the podcast ends, we all sit around and talk shit about the future for a while, which is how I know we have a nice solid buzz, and then we all wake up feeling like shit for work in the morning. It is the perfect Thursday night. Player's holiday. Player's holiday. Hey, I used to... All right, let me just get into a quick one. <laughs> I used to work at a moving company, and a lot of these like super old, super hungover dudes would always just be like, hey, man. We, they, they'd all, everyone would be hungover all the time because you're working for a moving company, so you're drinking. Life's not that good, right? I'd get to work on Friday feeling like shit. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And some dude said to me, he's like, hey, brother, 
Any fucking pussy can make it through a Friday. I've never forgot it. That's true. Anybody can make it through a Friday, right? At work. That is true. That's why I tell myself. Mike's kind of in the retail space where it's like, that may not be, that might be the hardest day to get through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But. Especially Dola. We're going to act like you're not here and pretend like Friday's the easiest day of the week to get through. (laughs) All right, fast five. I got some character questions for you guys. Hold on, hold Hold on. Hold on, man. Let's not skip the sleeper. Do we skip the slipper? Yeah. Slipper? Damn, you've had a lot to drink, my friend. Daddy's this sleeper ward is sauce, dude. This one is good because there wasn't a lot coming from all of them. You know, it's kind of equal screen time. Yeah. We should have hit the sleeper before we went into break, which is what nah, I thought that we did. We well, that's what we normally do, but honestly, I had to pee so bad. So nobody stopped me. You guys let yeah. me. I was just going to let you go with it because I was like, well, nah, okay, we're I, trying I, to sabotage you. Okay, yeah. no, this is Sleeper Awards good. Yeah, and let's I pick feel up like on there it. is a conversation to be had. Yeah. So let me read it to you guys. You guys got anything extra that you want to add? Add it. If you don't, don't. I don't really like being undermined, so <laughs> don't. <laughs> I mean, just, ex- just you're gonna you're gonna fucking eat what I give you to eat, and you're gonna, you're gonna ask gonna for fucking, more. <laughs> you're gonna suck what I give you to suck, bitch. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Jesus. Welcome to the second half. Oh, wow. What fucking movie is that? That comes. That's from a movie, right? Where he's like, hey, we don't got to go there. We don't got to go back into that. Sleeper Award, best performance by an actor with a limited role. Number one, in home, Gideon Largeman, Andrew's dad. So, great. That was a good per- performance. He had a very dad vibe to him where he, even yeah, though he's being nice, you're still just like trying to say the right thing, intimidated, which is like the ultimate. But no, but no, when he tells him that, like, glad you could fit it in, yeah. that like passive aggressive dad. Uh, dads will, dads will hit you with that till the end of time. Uh, Armando Riesco, crazy name, never would have guessed that name for Jesse character, the dude that shoots the arrow into the air. Wouldn't guess it, no. Armando Riesco? I was thinking like I thought it was white dude. Tyler fucking Murphy. That's thinking, what I thought his right? name was going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was, Chad I was taking Robin. back. I was taking back. Chad Robbins. <laughs> it goes to say how much I know about culture in general. Uh, Jim Parsons. Tim. Nice little, very refreshing character in the movie, right? You're just yeah. kind of like, hey, there's fucking Jim Parsons. You know, and since this movie, he is now a, a mega superstar. Mike had a good point though, where he's like, you could see it, like watching this movie. He had a li- very limited role, and you're just like, that dude is fucking. There's well, something there. There's something special about that guy. You okay. said that. All right, so I'll let you Maybe. finish off yeah. the list, but I, I do want to go a little bit more into Jim Parsons. And then uh, Dennis O'Hare as Albert. Okay, well let's uh, give cop. a shout out to my man, make him back to back, Jeffrey. Arned, dude from Five Hundred Days of Summer, the guy that was in the yeah. little store, yeah, the pyramid That's, scheme dude. Yeah. I was wondering, dude. <laughs> right, I was like, where the fuck do I know that dude from? No, back to back. Actually, back is that the first back to back appearance in uh, that is Downtown Cinema Podcast? That is. Okay. So someone may get the Jeffrey Arned Award, back to back, back to back award, and then we'll play the song back to back. Hey I feel guys. Like there's a Drake song for every single. No, but there's a Stephen A. quote, a Stephen A. Smith quote for everything in life. He even has a horny one where he says, "I'm not that horny." Like <laughs> God, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is the goat. But let's get back to sleepers. I have one more sleeper, and that's Jackie Holfman, who's 
Strange character, very sleeper. She's the one who sings the song at the funeral. Ooh, I was going to say that. Because you want. She's, she's the one that yeah, makes the shirt. Twice, <laughs> three the shirt, times right? a lady. She's the one that makes yeah. the shirt. Yeah, she makes a shirt. That song is good. <laughs> In case we don't see you for hey, another nine years. Shout out to Sam's mom. Lady from Hereditary. The one getting right. it popping. Right. There's and a she's few in people every that I was horror throw movie. In I mean, there's a, few, there's a few good little extras. What about the chick that like gets on his lap when he's doing ecstasy, you know? Nah, she wasn't like acting. Evoking your inner like this. I think dude. these are the solid yeah. sleepers. <laughs> I you the these days, bro. I think these are solid sleepers. The lady he said, and then Jeffrey Arnett. These are the ones that had. Uh... Well, Method Man. Oh, Method Man could have been in here. Oh yeah, but Method Man was playing Method Man. Y'all see some titties? Yeah, he was. Who here saw some titties? Saw some titties. <laughs> Which is valid. Method Man, and I like when everybody starts talking shit. I will say, if I was walking through that hallway, I would have been super like, "Oh my god, this is gonna scar me for the rest of my." I can't just. That would be so uncomfortable. Oh my god! You remember where like a bunch of dudes are jerking off with tape over their mouth? I'm over it. Yeah, because you know that was like the rated R version, the NC17, the real life version of this in fucking New Jersey. It's taxi driver, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Dude's got their dick out. It's like Jack Nicholson with his wiener out. Hey, you know, Method Man took that role just trying to get his acting on. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a man, dude. I got I like, I, it. I like Method Man. What do you guys think? Sleeper Ward. I think it's between. Oh. Right. Well, Mike, go ahead, take it. I was gonna say it's got to be between Armando and Jim. What? See this? We got a hot. We got a. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a debate on our hands. Armando as Jesse, Jim Parsons as Tim. I mean, this one can go. You could pick anybody really and make a valid debate. What do you got, Russ? Right, it's here. I, Don't go with that lady. No, I'm gonna go with Jim. Jim. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jim Parsons. He, just because he is the... Whether it's that hard of an acting role for him or not, it's one of those, it sets a precedence for him for his future because that is a really... That's the perfect role that he should be in is that very strange dude who would be wearing a night suit before he even needs to get to work. Yeah, I can see that. I go with most dad dude. Ian Holm. I feel like he just pulled off the ultimate dad <laughs> move where you're just like, dude, I thought, fuck, dude. Yeah. Can we find time to talk? It's like, dude, yeah, I guess. Like, I'll be back later. Like, he he just reminded me of this super, like, the way that him and Zach Braff worked together in the movie was kind of exactly how it is, where you're just like, I've known this dude for my entire life, and I just, it feels weird. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, Why does it feel weird? Like it should feel a lot less awkward than it does. And you're, it's like part of like having that relationship is forcing through that awkwardness. I guess a lot of at least that's how it kind of was for me for my younger years. We're cool now, but I just felt it with him where it's like we need to find time to talk, and he's just like, and then he'll sneak in those little things like, "Can you forgive yourself?" <laughs> you're just yeah. Like, Motherfucker, dude, we just had a breakthrough. Hey, your stories. All right, hey, we can make a movie out of them stories. Do you might make Garden Desert Town? <laughs> God, you got some classics. Oh, dude, that has some classic. That tales. scene when he when Zach Braff puts his like hand on his dad's chest. When just he's the way his bed. dad woke up though with some dad shit. Woke yeah. up. So, no, I was just reading. Yeah. I gotta tell <laughs> you, I best, you were not, glasses were off. You were not reading. Best part about that scene is the way he takes his hand off. Of his dad's chest. I've yeah. watched it every time where he kind of like, it's just weird. Like he kind of like pulls yeah. it back. Like, all right, we're back to reality. Like he gets caught in the moment, puts his hand on his dad's chest. Like, yo, this is what we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. I do felt like that scene went one sentence too long. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, could we just pretend for once? Blah, blah, blah. I don't remember what he was saying, but I was like, he could have yeah. cut it earlier. And it just kind of kept going. I was like, yeah, I bled a little bit. Yeah. So Jim Parsons by uh, vote, two to one. So I will just go fuck myself. Yeah. And then typically we do what we've been doing is that award usually goes with the person that blew up. Who do you think was the, I mean, Jim Parsons. True. Well, out we, of everybody on here. Who do you think it should have been though? Do you think a man, Armando Riesco should have been in some more shit? Do you think he had it in him? I, think, I felt like he was good, man. Like when he was he seemed pretty when good. they're all sitting around the fire and he's telling the story of pushing his mom over the thing. He like I was I specifically remember looking at him and being like, dude, he's in it. Like he's acting. Like he's like Yeah. Cause I, I can imagine that being one of the hardest parts is like trying to really look like you're feeling some dude's story. Like you're into yeah. somebody else's story. Is that subtle? It's subtle. And like you've never heard it before. Shout out again to Skarsgard for just being the fucking man. Can we just dude, he yeah. is. I was getting. I don't know why I kept thinking Kurt Cobain when I was watching him. It just took me like he had his nineties vibe. Dude. Yeah, he's fucking grunge, dude. Collected yeah. Desert Storm trading cards. Trying to get the set, but one he had, one was like bent, so yeah. it didn't complete it. <laughs> he's like, someone stole my friendly fire. He said some shit. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so how much do you get for this right now? Three dollars. All right, let's Three jump fucking, into some. But you got to hold it. It's investment. <laughs> Let's you know the investment is like he was putting them on game, dog. Shout out Pete, he man. He was on like that hood. He was on like that hood white trash game, though. Like that was like some shit that I would hear from like the homies back in the day of like, oh, you don't even know what this is gonna be worth in fucking five years, bro. Like, why do you got so much shit in your room? Oh, bro, you know, fuck, <laughs> man. This, you know, I don't know. This is a little much. I don't know. Who is a good surprise on you? <laughs> I could. I was think. I was like thinking. I was about to name drop too hard. Is where I went there. So like, I was about to name drop too many people from the desert that I had to be like, all right, stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> and then I lost my train of thought. I'm usually sharp. When but you when listen I'm, to yeah. the episode, it's just like, yeah, so and so. And and I was thinking, and then fucking beep beep. Yeah. I can't yeah. argue with you guys and myself internally at the same time. And that's what happened there for everybody wondering why I was bumbling over my fucking words. Fast five, five quick characters questions you guys ready yeah yeah first off we need to pause i need a little bit of context mike what's a battle royale is that more than one person or can yeah. we have a that is more than one person yeah. what's a one-on-one it's just a fight it's just a match what's the one what's the belt where you can get it anywhere you can run out of it the used f- to be the hardcore title but now they try to bring back some bullshit 24 7 shit we keep it hardcore anybody can come in at any time hardcore title Let's on go. the line zach braff 2004, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his prime. <coughs> Who's winning that title? Acting? Hmm. No. Right here, fighting. it's hipster. Hipster fighting? Hipster fight to the death. Hipster fight. I don't think in <laughs> any... No, who's fight... If Zach Braff and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are fighting till one of them is deceased, I'm takes sure. their last, last breath in the woods. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is killing this man. No, dude. Hold on. Christopher, he- no- Christopher Nolan got him right. And after that, it's over, dog. You mean with that Don John body? No, I'm talking about when he played the Joker in, or not the Joker, the fucking, we played Robin in Dark Knight Rises. The cop. Yeah, but he was Robin. I like that. Okay. He, like that, Jordan Gordon Levin is killing Zach Braff. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this? Twist. Each of them get a tag team partner. Okay. Okay. Zach Braff takes Sketchy Cop from the movie. 
David O'Hare, whatever his okay, fucking yeah, name yeah. is. Joseph Gordon-Levitt <sighs> takes Heath Ledger with the long hair from 10 Things I Hate About You. Who's winning that tag team? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think Zach. Because... I think Zach taking it with Yeah, the because too, Heath, Heath wasn't there yet. Heath was still an emo dude. Heath, yeah, I, yeah, I Heath think, ain't fighting, dude. I think you hit Heath in the mouth right there. He fucking, he's walking back to the corner like, I don't know what happened. And is it 10 it's things... Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is it, is it 10 things I hate about you? Gordon, 10 Joseph things I hate about you cast yeah. versus yeah. that Garden State. Hell no. Nah. Uh, okay. What do you think about Garden... What do you think about Garden State... All right, Garden State Zach Braff versus 500 Days of Summer Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Those I mean, two Joseph, characters. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he had a good right. He had a nice right. Oh, he actually socked somebody out. Yeah, that's true. Right. And he had a good chin. He did. I don't yeah. know if uh, I don't know if Zach Braff is emotionally stable enough to take on a physical confrontation. Of that he magnitude. might pull a Derek Carr and cry on set. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to bring. Shout out, my man Roof. All right, bonus <laughs> bonus battle. Natalie Portman versus Zoe versus Zoe Deschanel. Fucking Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Tap dancing on that ass. Tap dancing on that ass. I think I think she I think she puts the hands on her and I feel like she throws the first punch also. Yeah. All right. Natalie Portman is might be she's one of the goats. If they remake this movie today, is it I mean obviously it's Zoe Deschanel. Right, she's got to take that character role. She ain't playing this. Maybe show. not today, but could you see this movie in an alternate universe with Zoe Deschanel and Michael Sarah? Hell no. Or is Michael Sarah never going to make out with anybody on camera? Well, is just he... I don't know if it's the whole makeout thing, but Michael Sarah is not going to be that. Michael Sarah is like... as close as you can get to Zach Braff. What? Without that fine line of sex appeal, like that. Sex no, that appeal. fucking kid you love so much now, Timothy. What? He could play this role. Yeah, yeah, but. Michael Sarah, that's Michael Sarah's OG hipster. Michael Jarrett, Michael Sarah's OG hipster. He's not yeah, but he's that goofy, good of an actor, like, dude. Not, yeah, he's not that good of an actor. He's yeah, not running. That. He can't play this role. He might play Jim Parsons' character. That's who Mike, Michael Sarah would be. Okay, I'll take that. What? <laughs> Which character in this movie? You don't think he'd have that metal suit on, Michael mm-hmm. Sarah? Eating, eating absolutely, cereal? absolutely, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and well, so could so could Jonah Hill. I can imagine Jonah Hill, if in his super bad days, being in that fucking night suit. That would have been funnier. I mean, it would have been super That would have been It might have been too yeah. funny. Yeah. I can see Jonah also as uh, the fucking bone arrow dude. Just having a bunch of money. But not not the... You don't think that he could be, be a different. That, you don't think he could fit the Mark role? No, nah, I was thinking that. But older Jonah Hill kills it. I would say which Jonah Hill? Like yeah, but the, young, bad, the young bigger or the, yeah, like, the older bigger, like skinnier? Would be, he could be... Uh, what's his name? Jesse? But without the Velcro narrative, it'll just be his parents had money and he's throwing those parties. I can see that. Yeah. The new Jonah Hill kills that Mark character. Yeah. I mean, Jonah Hill is fucking talented. Jonah Hill. Oh my God. Did I just have a fucking. Jonah Hill rewrites, redirects, restars in the movie and might actually be able to pull it off. New Jonah Hill might be able to take Zach Braff's character. And that's a thought. In an alternate universe. Not stars. I think he could fucking star in it. I think I'll he say could right directly. I, 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 I think he's indie. He can get into his indie bag, dude. No, Blonde because... Hair, Jonah Hill, 2019, Garden no, State No, because he's going to have a fucking <laughs> Supreme hoodie on. That's cool, dude. That's <laughs> no, some Yeezys. No. You don't think that he could pull off that like lead? 
if you had to with like a with like a you, I mean, you'd have to go. You'd have to go a little less. Like so, that. who's you'd the girl? To, the who? chick from Two Broke Girls. The girl from Nick and Nora. Oh, Cat Dennings. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Man. You run Cat Dennings. She's done. And that's like Goat Snow Bunny. This, too, is, off, this, is, this is off the head. This isn't even pre-planned. You run those two together in this movie, remake it today. It might run. I don't know if she can. Cat Dennings can't play Natalie Portman's character though. She's not innocent enough. Yeah, really she can't play that. Character. Oh, we're gonna get into Natalie Portman's innocence. Don't you worry about that. Um, which character do you most relate to in this movie? Both you guys. Mine was Mark. Mark. Yeah, and it's because he just had like that. Take it one day at a time. You know what I mean? It's like life is just life is life. I'm I got a plan, and I'm just gonna I'm moving at my pace. Like I'm yeah. not gonna let no one try to sway me out of it. Like I like that. He was on a he was on a mission, dude. Yeah. What about you, Russ? I feel like probably just the Natalie Portman character just for it's I like her aspect in life again from my favorite scene when Not she's who do you in the like? bar. Who do you most relate to? Because well, yeah. I don't think you have type A personality enough for that. You As one so? of your best friends. I just don't what see What is being, the type A personality? I don't see Russ getting up and tap dancing ever in front of anybody. Or doing a completely True. original I'm on, I'm on, on a first date. With this lady, though. We don't know. I don't see Russ approaching <laughs> anybody. I don't see Russ approaching. Catch me by fireside. I think you're more of a. I think Russ is more of a. Catch me fireside, my dude. I think Russ lands a lot more on like the Zach Braff side of the the equation. I don't see you approaching anybody at that when they're getting their leg humped by the dog. I, I see you as getting your leg humped by the dog. I can see. I can see him. No, a I would kick too. that dog in the nuts. And a mark. I can character. see you, Mark, too. In my like life, you kinda... you're the mark of my life. Oh. Which Ooh, is good. <laughs> Who am I? Jesse? Latin fucking shit. No. We're, that's a different movie. We're talking like, I'm just talking in this movie. Me and your Wolf of Wall Street? You're not in the indie movie. Of, you're not in the indie version of my Nicole movie. just pulling her ear? I'm in the blockbuster? You're more with me. You're more with me in my Wolf of Wall Street bag, dude. You're more with me in a looser oh. bag. You know? oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell no, nah, man. Don't put, that. Don't put that evil on me, dog. <laughs> this movie's not rated R version to include you in the cast. Like, what, about, cast what, about, what about you, though? I'm the dude in the boat, dude. That's obvious. I'm the dude <laughs> in the boat, bro. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. You are you are not the dude in the boat, my friend. You are. Hold on. So you're a little bit of the fucking Kenny? You got a little bit of Kenny? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. You got a little bit of everyone. Actually, you got a little bit of all of them. I'll take that, dude. I'll take a little bit, a little piece. You are Jersey. You might have to go to New Jersey. I fit. You think you love Long Beach? Long, New Jersey might be your spot, dog. I've always thought Long Beach was like the New Jersey of LA, though. So look, yeah, you might, you I mean, might be a, here. I could see that definitely. But I ain't yeah, never been to Jersey, I mean, so why am I Long making? Long Beach them? is LA's little brother, and New Jersey is New York's little brother. Everybody knows it. But we ain't no armpit of nothing, homie. <laughs> no, dog, don't even come out here. Um... I think that my initial, I was going to say is Sam. Like, that's what I initially had written down was that I would be like the Sam character. Are so you trying to be cool and just throw a curveball at us? Like, yo, <laughs> they might think they might think this. I was, trying to, pivot. Like, I was uh, trying to pivot, dude. We're on the back nine. Yeah. I say what comes to my heart. I don't read off the paper anymore when we get back here. No. So I was, I mean, I think typically if, if I had to really relate to a main character in the movie, it would be Sam. I feel like I do have a type A personality. I like talking to people. I would be like a, approach somebody like that. It's like. When it comes to like the way me and Russ interact with each other, I feel like we we interact similar to this, like quiet and loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't know. That's how I fucking see it. 
Yeah. You definitely land on the mark. If we were in this movie, if we were to take one of these personalities, I think that Russ would take the Zach Braff, you would take the mark, and I would take the Natalie Portman. You know? Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm Who's the, the most irreplaceable? Who? Uh, all them people at the fucking restaurant. Get them all out of here. Oh, you mean the most replaceable? Oh, yeah. I, said, I mean I irreplaceable. The who's, the, who's the people that we need out? I mean, who's the people I think that... Mark was the most irreplaceable. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I feel like if we're not talking about Zach Braff being like the writer and director, we take that out and just look at him solely as the lead actor in the movie. He's replaceable for sure. Yeah. It's fucking Zach Braff. Dude. It's not that I hate to say. <laughs> like, it. I'm not gonna lie. He's like he's the man, but he's not the man, man. He's good, but like his his the next movie he did after this was really good too. I hope I'm planning to bring that back around a little later. So you guys stay with us. Yeah, we got to do like a we got to do like a little more indie, indie off branch where we just he did a new movie and the seen. Shins had coincidentally released a new album. He's on the payroll, guys. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Taking those super big like, tinfoil hat. He's on like he has a shins like super pack. No, not the tinfoil hat. It's that little fucking old school football helmet that Stanley <laughs> Portman had on. Okay, so we're talking about characters that could be replaced. And we already know where you land. But let me say this. I'm gonna lump this into my Brad Cooper. Because I think Brad Cooper takes that spot of that white dude at that fucking table. We replaced that guy with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Cause let me hit you with this. Who do you think Bradley Cooper takes? Flargeman, dog. What? <laughs> Damn, Brad Cooper. <laughs> I think he gets no, yeah, that's dog. true. That's and the I... most love you'll ever get from me, Brad. <laughs> like, he gets in his bag, dog. Like we're talking about, like uh, young Brad Cooper, like silver linings. Exactly, like silver linings. Brad Cooper coming yeah. back home. Dog. Oh yeah, dude. That is that's him right there. No, you're gonna have to. We're gonna need a hotter Natalie Portman though for that. Come on. I don't, yeah. and I don't well, want we to already sound. seen this movie and fucking Silver Linings. Exactly. We need Jennifer True. Lawrence. I mean, but I Jennifer Lawrence. But you could replace them both. That Jennifer Lawrence. Hotter, but she doesn't act better. They actually ripped, Silver Linings actually ripped this entire movie. Yeah, and they just threw fucking Robert De Niro on this and we're like, oh yeah, this is a different film. Oh yeah, this is whole bag. Give it an Academy Award. <laughs> and then they're like the Eagles and I'm like, no, fuck the Eagles. If Zach Braff was running in a trash bag, same movie. Zach Braff's like, he I had a trash, yeah, he already had a he, trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking David O. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and instead of the shins, they put fucking uh what's it called? Ding 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 ding. What's that fucking band, dude? Alabama Shakes, dude. Alabama Shakes is oh, the new yeah. shins. This is like the two thousand oh. Alabama Shakes is the new shins, uh, Alabama Shakes is on their own level, dog. Alabama Shakes fire. Fire. I don't even want to get into it, but that's probably the best I've Where seen y'all at? shitload Man. of bands. It's one of the best bands I've ever seen. Live. Well yeah, I'm glad because you said you hate live music. I do, I do. Save that for putting it on my tab, though. Anybody who has a problem, come <laughs> suck on this dick. All right. I would say Bradley Cooper for my choice would be uh, probably Mark. Hell no, he ain't that nah, cool, I dog. Yeah, I The cool man has to play Mark. Uh, He's just not that cool. I could see it. If That's Mark had to be replaced by somebody, what do you guys think? From like, uh, it's a hard one. So I'm a little inebriated. You gotta have that good. It's gotta be that good extra. Like, who's that good supporting actor? What about a young Brad Pitt? No, no, that's an inebriation right there. I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking true romance, just not as high. (laughs) I think Michael Pitt. 
I don't know, man. I feel Michael Pitt. What's Michael Pitt from? I know he did. Uh, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He did a uh, Murder by Numbers. Last Days, the one where he played Kurt Cobain. Hey, I'll pull him up for you guys to see him. Okay. So you guys out there, if We're you are paying get... attention, look up Michael Pitt. I'm about to get lost in Adam the... Driver. Adam Driver looks just... Imagine Zach Braff and Adam Driver in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> if Adam Driver can play Zach Braff's character. For sure. Adam Driver's nah. sad. Actually, that actually, Adam Driver is the epitome of Mark in every character. Is Adam Driver related to Mini Driver? Nah. Are you Mini, sure? Because they look, they look very similar. Where's... Dude, Mini Driver? Where you at, baby? <laughs> Don't call her baby, dude. You know that... I miss I, her. You know how I feel about Mini Driver. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I looked it up and he looks lit. Come on, let's get some young. Some young. <laughs> Damn, Michael, what happened to you, B? You looking crazy. What about this? Okay, I got one. Oh my gosh, he looks lit. What's his name from uh, Alpha Dog? Ben. <sighs> fucking Ben, dude. Oh, I know you're talking about the fucking guy from Bully. I don't fucking remember his last name. They look similar. He played dude. Is that the dude that played Nick Papa Giorgio in Vegas Vacation? No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I am talking about. Dude, he looks good. We're I know dead he was... air the hardest that we Ben Foster. Ben Foster, dude. You remember this guy? Let me see a picture of him. Ben Foster, dude. Take the mark. Oh roll. yeah. He would have killed it. Oh, I don't know. That's I'll... a mark? Yeah. I wish I could find But that's ah. it's not debatable because Caesar of the podcast has <coughs> laid down the gavel and I make the final fucking call. <laughs> No, yeah, that's the dude from. Do you Murder just name Murder. yourself Caesar? Yeah, I'm the Caesar of this fucking. If you look at him now, no, if you just look at regular photos, I had to type in Michael Pitt Young because he looks lit. All right, I'm gonna ask you guys a couple things, and okay. I need you to just tell me. <laughs> like Tom Waits, you gotta get on the microphone. All right. For what? I don't need to hear that. I'm gonna ask you guys I a couple you, questions. Mike. You tell me how these things hold up. Okay. All right. I kept these off the lit. Yeah, he looks like shit. I kept these off of the show notes because I want to hit you with them as a surprise so you guys can tell me how you feel about them. How does this hold up? And I'm going to read it exactly how I wrote it down. Poppin' E fizzing out in your late 20s. I still love it. (laughs) (laughs) I had the worst ecstasy trips of my life. Every time I've ever taken ecstasy, it's been the worst. Because I oh, because you know when it's like you pop it, thirty minutes, oh, I don't feel nothing. Oh yeah, Woo. that's like story of my life with the, my, one of my best yeah. one of my best friends got married <laughs> bachelor party, popped. I don't even want to talk. It's not even going to that, but it was the worst feeling of my fucking life. Let me tell you this: we I went with my little sister. I was nineteen. My little sister, my little sister was like, "Let's go to a rave. We should go to a rave." Went with her to this rave in downtown LA called Fresh. I had like four or five e-pills in my pocket for the rave. We're standing in line. It's broad daylight. Some little kid in a fucking rainbow Speedo just comes running up. He's like, they're (laughs) checking everybody at the door. It's sketchy, blah, 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 blah. Like, whoop-de-whoop. I got scared because I'd never been to a rave. And I was like, dude, I can't. I'm not trying to go to jail. I took everything out of my pocket and just chewed it. Chewed all of it up. It was daylight. <laughs> By the time I made it in, there was just tears running down my eyes. I was I was in the zone, dude. I was lost in the sauce, dude. I was walking around like a fucking zombie. 
I have no idea what's, I had, like didn't have any idea what's going on. I sat down and I just, I sat down in like a, it was my first rave I ever been to. I sat down in a fucking train of back rubs, dude. I just sat down <laughs> in a back rub train, didn't get up for like six hours. I just stayed there getting my back rub. It was it's the better best. than me, man. I was in fucking, what's it called? The gas lamp district in San gas Diego? In San Diego, yeah. Gaslight? Gas lamp? Gas light? Gas lamp. Okay. Dog. A four quad stacks? <laughs> done the worst feeling of my life i remember i was just like all right just drink water and i remember there was a point i was in the hotel room i threw up so much water That's when you start like that my foot the water was higher than my foot <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I'm just were you like vomiting. do you were you like overly <laughs> i realize like you just overly connect with everybody you know what i mean when you do yeah shit. that's like when you get overly deep with your homies and then you wake up the next morning and you're like dog were we giving each other back rubs and like hand rubs? <laughs> like was i rubbing your hand last night like you get i ain't, I ain't rubbing nobody's hand. no nah, you may have though nah. hell no nah. four quad stacks and the gaslight dude no nah, gas lamp, you might have been hand rubbing no nah, i had a i had a, a fucking uber i was when was this uber this- yeah, this How was, recently uh, you guys been doing drugs? You guys yeah, been doing so drugs without me? You guys been doing drugs without me? I'm talking dog, about that. It was I'm wild, talking dog. 10 years. Like, I spent like $30 on like a two minute Uber ride. Like, you when got me. was this? This had to be what, two months? Years ago? 13, 12, 2012, 13. There was no Ubers in 2012? Hell taxi no. then. I got a taxi. Taxi is Thir- expensive. Oh, shit. No, but 30. It, this shit was literally two minutes, dog. $30. Like, he got That me. sounds like a taxi. Ubers, I mean, taxis will read you though. They're like, "Oh, this dude's faded." No, no, I got in. Like, I remember I need to go three blocks, and they start snuck out the. Eights. I remember I snuck out the back of the club, and I fell into just the garbage where the boxes are. Just <laughs> into the garbage. Done, dude. Yeah, I was done. Jesus. I swear to God, it was the worst. I never, ever again. I was just like, nope. I'm surprised. I'm I don't even want to try dude, this right with the drugs. With the drugs. When's the last time that you let's all right? Because I know Russ isn't that hipster shit, dude. This is fucking. If Russ was a real character in a hipster, Russ is like the. Let me try to think, dude. He is like on that Michael Sarah shit where he's like, you're still in it, kind of. You haven't got out of nah, it. Nah, he's way. Yeah. So look, he's way cool. Michael Sarah is not cool. Russ ain't that cool, dude. Hey. I resent that, man. <laughs> yeah, Russ is cool. Like, Michael Sarah is not cool. Michael's, I like Michael Sarah, dude. That was a compliment, Russ. But I can't argue with it. <laughs> I feel like, all right, I feel like this is who I feel like Russ is. Russ is that dude in 500 Days of Summer, his homie that's like the the other homie. Not the one that's like singing karaoke, but the dude with the long hair. You stalked her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That dude. Like, he's like the voice of reason, good, kind dude. But at the same time, when's the last time you did any like illicit substances, allegedly, Russ? Because I know it's it, more recent than any of us. Yeah. I haven't done that shit in 10 years. I haven't done any fucking ecstasy in 10 so years. Say it wasn't that long ago. Actually, I went and saw uh, Father John Misty. I was there. Say so you were with me I on that. <laughs> I didn't do it, though. I wasn't doing so it. Say you weren't doing it, but I did. I was on a I was on a cleanse, dude. I wasn't even trying to drink. Remember, I just brought a yeah. bunch of joints. I came. Yeah, I remember we did it. I saw <laughs> it Father. Sarah, it was good, but it was bad. The it real, was it was great. The real I, Michael Sarah. I brought ten joints. I brought, that's no, what's I brought cool like, now. I brought like a couple joints. And I, I brought kinda, ten joints. I snuck them in my New Balances. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went and see Father John Misty and everybody that we went with. We can't name anybody outside of the podcast, but Russ and his friends, not naming any names. <laughs> My friends also, but everybody's doing ecstasy and out or Molly, same thing, right? No, nah, yeah. see, I had I had good experience with Molly, but ecstasy was always bad. 
It just, I, yeah. I was I was trying to like Molly lay off the drugs because I was driving and like doing being a responsible dude for a Molly once. was Coachella and it was amazing. Yeah, don't say that. Dude. But you know Coachella, amazing Molly Coachella is a different ball game. Anytime you say I took Molly at Coachella and it was amazing, you need to check yourself. It's time to look in the mirror. You're you're done. <laughs> you can't say that, dude. That like, <laughs> hey, I took Molly at Coachella. It's fucking. Amazing. We're old now. Dude. You're in we your thirties. Say that. We don't get to say that anymore. <laughs> I didn't do that shit three months ago. Years we don't ago. Say that anymore. All right, here's the next one. And I only went to Coachella to see Lord. I want you guys to know. I want to know how you guys feel about this. A dude from high school, a dude from your high school banging your mom. How do you feel about that? Sitting at breakfast table with that guy. Fucking Greg Buell. Fucking <laughs> Greg Buell is the OG. Me, him, and you. We all went to the same school. Fuck that. Dude, I'm smacking. If he's in my crib, as soon as I see him, I'm smacking him up. And then my no. mom's like, yo, B, what's going on? I don't have any experience with that. I'm getting heated. I'm flipping the table. You ain't eating my fucking Lucky Charms. You ain't definitely eating my Lucky Charms. You don't, but if you're I, living with your mom and the way he was living, chances are his mom bought them Lucky Charms. Dog, I'm bummed. If I wake up and I come out and I'm hungover and a dude that I know that I didn't even like from high school, like a dork from my high school dressed as a knight, has been fucking my mom, I'm heated. Oh, right. I'd be so pissed. Hey, you know what's not cool? You remember when he went to go, uh, he got the, what's the CAT scan? He had a little, all that drawing on <laughs> yeah. the shut, but it was like operation? Yeah. That was sick. But real, let's talk, let's be like realistically. So like, oh, I see a dude, he's been banging my mom, I sock him up. But like yeah. realistically, really, what do you do? Because I know you. You're not socking that dude in real life. Uh, I think mom is a different ball game, dog. I'm just gonna roll out and be like, I'm gonna look over at my mom and be like, fuck, man. I'm gonna pour some fucking I think Cheerios. I, I'm gonna try to be cool with that dude. I, I think it, no. I think I would just talk some shit. To be honest, I don't think I would be threatening. Uh, I think I'm punching him out and I'm, I'm shaking. Dog. I'm shaking for like a week. Then I'm not gonna know where to go. And I'm be like, hey, mom, I'm sorry. Back, mom. <laughs> nah, that's like life changing, dog. Where you're just like some dude you knew at school that you used to clown on, like you got beat up, you got your ass beat by so and so. Hell nah, that's a yeah. different ball game. That's very He's kinda much like a- your stepdad at that point. Yeah, dog. That's <laughs> dog. Someone you know fucking your mom. Oh my, I don't even want to talk about this. Let's keep moving. <laughs> like, dog. That's just oh my god. Getting heated. Let me ask about you guys this: How does this hold up? <laughs> Pet cemeteries. You know, just having a pet cemetery in your This wasn't a real pet cemetery. No, that was a realist pet cemetery. They buried a pet in there. You're crazy. That was a pet cemetery. Not until you I have never had one. Cutting your Achilles. I never had pets as a kid. I had one dog. What happened to him? Damn it. They took him away. He was a beast, though. Pit bull. What's in there? Boss hawk. Boss hawk? <laughs> Rick, what was it? Uh, right in the school, cats were shook, dog. I had all white kids in my school, dog. They were shook. The <laughs> teacher was like, hey, we don't know. You Hello, brought a pit bull to school? Boss hog, dog. Beast. Shout out to Boss hog, man. <laughs> my uncle had to take care of him, though, because he was too wild. That. I'll cheers the fucking deal. Fucking boss hog, dog. Named after fucking Slim Thug. The king of fucking. What <laughs> That's the boss. Boss hog. Houston? That was some Tupac shit. I think there was a cat in the Outlaws named Boss hog. <laughs> So pet cemeteries, I thought, you know, what if that hamster woke back up, started murdering? What if her mom died and she was like, we should bury mom in the pet cemetery, and then you got a whole another movie, Garden State too. Pet cemetery. Mom's back. But I think that house, that house was so evil; those pets did not want to come back. 
You know how many pets died? They're like, nah, we're cool. Let's kick it here. Like, nah, I'm good. We'll just oh, kick yeah. it here because we're not going back in that fucking Although hellhole. Although if you saw that whole like like hamster getup they had, like if you're a hamster, you're living large in that place though. That's a hamster's dream. What unless, about my man? Unless you're not good at the wheel. What about yeah. my man uh, dusting off Prince? Huh? It's my man dusting off Prince. He said there was someone urinating on my remote. Foreign exchange. Dude, I had a foreign exchange. And it looks exchange. like a canine. <laughs> That dude was good. He yeah, could have been. We didn't even been mention in, yeah, how he should have been the fucking funny of a character that was. Dude, I had a four new. This is, I swear to God on everything. I can't make this that was up. real too. That had to be real. Yeah. I had do you see the uh, fingerprint dust on the TV when they're watching her do the uh, the ice skating thing? I always, for I some reason, that. I always yeah. remembered. For some reason, I always thought he laughed and she got. She was bummed that he laughed. That's there another movie. Yeah, there's another movie I think that has that same kind of thing where it's just like, dude, you didn't show, like, you didn't care during that. And that I Tanya, because that's I never watched that. It's a great movie. I should because Margot yeah. Robbie. I just don't want to ever eliminate Margot Robbie thoughts from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. No, let me stop. That's that's horny hours. <laughs> <laughs> our girlfriends, are, horny our girlfriends will never make it this far into the podcast. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Batman. How old is Natalie Portman in this movie? I'd say in 22, 23. Yeah. How old is Zach Braff? 27, 28? 28? I'm saying 24, 25. All right. So I was thinking about the timeline of this movie. I kind of nerded out on it for a second. Well, Mark is 26. Mark is 26, yes. But I tracked Zach Braff. So he got sent to boarding school when he was 16. Nine but years. He's, they said he hasn't been back in nine years. So 16 plus nine, that means he's what? 26, 27. Yeah. I don't like it. I feel like it should have been 28, 29. No. Yeah. That's just because I'm old, though. I'm speaking bitter. Like, look, yeah. it's late. I've been he drinking. Comes from money. I'm Do you getting, think he pays his own rent personal in LA? now. Oh, absolutely. You think so? No. Well, no, no. I was about to say because I forgot his his parents are doctor or his dad was a doctor. You know what I mean? It's like they have money to kind of help. And the way he quit that job that easy, and not give a shit about it, kind of the way he does. Well, he mentions it. I don't even know if he quit. He was like, I don't even. No, he says, yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Let me ask you this. That brings me to my next thing: dressing white waiters like Vietnamese boys. How does that hold up? Terribly in L.A. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if that restaurant is still kicking doing shit like that. No. But it, you know, job's a job. Sometimes you gotta put the eyeliner on and just go fucking we don't serve bread. His eyeliner was fucked too. You notice the left eye was in the dark. <laughs> he worked in a restaurant like that though. That's one of the things that I think was one That's of the true. more true parts. Fucking of bamboo. <laughs> some, like, can it's I get something to fucking too. chew on? Shit. That was I know that was true too. Cause he hit it with these fucking rich fucking assholes. Just throw the well. Just give me bamboo. Like they won't get off their phones. He's just like we don't serve bread, which is true. I would if I was her, I'd be saying the same thing. Like, what do you mean you don't serve bread, bro? Yeah. Why don't they serve bread? Not it's a Vietnamese rest- restaurant. Yeah. Right? Like they don't serve bread. What do you mean? It's not Italian. It's not French. So, if, <laughs> how do you think she would have reacted if he would have really brought back bamboo? Like, here you go, you fucking dickhead. Like he went back and told one of the chefs. Oh, this white girl asked for some bamboo. He would have been like, all right. I think that yeah. that's another one of the parts of the movie that I thought was like the most accurate was how those people were that were at that table because that's fucking L.A. And that's it's so finest. L.A. It was just like, dude, fuck 
all of you. That is someone who has been to LA for sure. They that is to it's me the that's the most that's LA, LA thing yeah. in the whole movie. I was just like, dude. That. So you think that's him leaving, and then that's like his the start of his acting career. All of that. What do you mean? Possibly like him moving. Like he's a waiter. He had an acting job. Like became Zach a waiter. Like yeah, pre, Zach pre scrubs. Yeah, and then like he came back. It may not have been his mom dying, but he came back from from something. Of that nature, well, came back, found himself. Well, he that, never came back. He didn't. Not in Garden State. Not large. I no. think he stayed. In, I think he stayed in. Oh, no, he came back. Well, no, I'm saying like I he don't came. Think he went back to LA. Oh no no no! I'm saying he went back to Jersey, <laughs> found himself, and found himself. Yeah, maybe. And then after that, he got in his bag and became Zach Braff. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes all you need is the love of a good woman. Well, they you said know? that this movie was based on um, him after Scrubs. So, you know, he's coming back and everyone's like, oh, your jersey's De Niro, mm. you know, and all this kind of shit and referencing things that he's been in. Like they said that Zach Braff wrote that those parts off of coming back to coming back home after Garden State. And never, Wait, when did the Sopranos start? Or after Scrubs, I mean. I don't know. Before this. Sopranos in the 90s. You're yeah. getting a little Russell Crowish saying your jersey's De Niro knowing <laughs> no one James Gandolfini Pro is Jersey Zero, bro. <laughs> no one James Gandolfini's getting busy. Anywhere True. where De Niro wasn't born, Russell Crowe is the De Niro of that state in his mind. In De Niro in Russell Crowe's mind, he's like, dude, he's the De Niro of fucking Tallahassee, Florida, dude. Tallahassee. You guys Florida. want to hear a couple fun facts about New Jersey? Yeah. Because I got those. Diner capital of the country, five hundred and twenty five diners. Really? Whenever this stat was written. Never would have guessed. Hey, there you go. You learn something new every day. Atlantic City has the the longest boardwalk in the world. Hmm. Boardwalk Empire. I mean, I watch Jersey Shore. I'm a Jersey Shore fan. Yeah. My idea of Jersey is a lot different than this because I'm a Jersey Shore guy. Hey, you ever seen Boardwalk Empire? I think you just fuck on the Jersey Shore. (laughs) Have you seen Boardwalk Empire? I know. Based off of based off of uh, Atlantic City, but. Someone I've gotten three people telling me, asking me, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Are you one of them? Peaky Blinders? I haven't seen it, but uh-uh. I want to. They say it goes on during like the Prohibition era, but overseas, and it's fire. It's my guy that plays the Scarecrow in Batman Begins. And what's his name? The other dude that you just pulled up is in it. The dude from Murder by Numbers, the guy that you saw. Oh, Michael Pitt. He's in Boardwalk Empire. Right. Dude, great. Yeah. I but like it gets that. weird because his mom's trying to fuck him. It happens, That's dude. weird. That's a great... Steve Buscemi, I was like, all right, man. I've all... Is Steve he Buscemi, in the whole series? He's yeah, like he's the Nucky Thompson, main guy. You watched all Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. Okay. Remember I had... There was a moment where I had HBO, HBO Now or whatever, and I was in my HBO bag. That's when I watched Sopranos. Now, you got a Santa Claus bag where it's like... I thought I knew that it was full and then it's empty and then you just reach in and you pull out a couple things out of it. <laughs> you got a Santa Claus bag. Suspiria is one. I don't really, my bag is mostly like anything that you think that i seen, I've probably seen and anything you didn't, I probably haven't. I want you guys to watch one of my recommendations. I got, you will. I just wish. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull an audible and put The Graduate on this podcast just so we all have to watch it because I heard that this movie fully rips. I the, love the I think it's The Graduate and Annie Hall. Which is like one of the... Have you seen Annie Hall? No. One of the greatest movies ever made. That's like Woody Allen. We're just talking about Annie Hall. 
Great movie. Oh, Andy oh, Hall. You said The Graduate, too. Yeah, I thought you said Andy Hall. I've seen Andy Hall. Andy Hall. Woody Allen. I love Andy Hall a lot. That's a great I just don't fantasy. know how our fans are going to... You don't want to watch it because then you make you want to break up with your lady. It's how our fans are going to deal with that in this era. Andy Hall? Andy Hall going to be able to deal with uh, Woody But the Hall, whole, like, Woody, yeah, the, ho- the whole uh, Woody, Woody, Harrell, Allen. The Woody Allen kind of Weirdo. weird things going on. So we, have, mean, the, we have the new, like... Um, what do you call it? So we can't do. What are the actors that we're not we're not doing? Liam Neeson. Fuck Liam Neeson. And what's the next? And Mel. No, we give a. We definitely ain't fucking with no Mel Gibson, dog. We're not fucking yeah. with no Mel Gibson. And we're definitely not fucking with no Liam Neeson. Even and though I mean, Liam's got a couple a couple bangers. It sucks because even Mel Gibson has some bangers. But Lethal Weapon. Don't try to be that guy. Not even fucking Braveheart. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. Mad talking, Max. Like he got, but it's like don't be that, don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah, he just got into his anti-Semitic bag, which is like no who Mel. Hey Mel, Mel got in a different bag. Mel told his lady, "I hope you get raped by a pack of niggas." Oh, like Mel was done. (laughs) Mel's. That's why I don't know how Mel came back, and he did that shit with John Cena and Mark Wahlberg. Was it John Cena and Mark Wahlberg? No, it was John Cena and Will Ferrell. No, John Cena and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark and Will Ferrell, right? He was his dad. No, it's John Cena. Oh, no. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah he's his he dad. Somebody's dad. Came out out of nowhere, dog. That's Hollywood, he's though. He's a loose dude, though. He run. He he has a lot of pull in Hollywood, though. He's been in a lot of shit. He has some good movies, yeah. though. I will say, yeah. I don't like him as a... I mean, with shit like that, how can I possibly like him? But I will say that he has some movies that I definitely enjoy. Some does. of my favorites. But they're, and they're all before that. Yeah, but all before the all, once we'll you're made, once you're we made, get, we'll see how desperate we get on the podcast. We get desperate because we got bangers band. for days. <laughs> we will <laughs> bangers. Russ, man. what's the what's the next movie? Let me actually okay. let me pull it out. You you guys go ahead and run it for a second. I'm gonna pull it out on the downtown cinema podcast. We can do a little. We can do a live video of us saying what we're gonna be doing for the next video. Okay, you know what I mean. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Downtown Cinema Podcast. We are live in the middle of the next episode, kind of going through it, doing Garden State, reaching the end. Everybody seems to be having a good time. We all got the brewskis pouring. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Shout out to our hazy little thing out the gaze. Let's get into the bag. Let's announce what we are planning on doing for the next episode. It's going to be Russ's movie. Russ, what do you think? What's the next episode? I'm really excited about this choice. Um, the next choice that I'm going to make is going to be the greatest golf movie ever. Sports movie. The greatest sports movie. Hell nah. <laughs> it's questionable. Sports Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Hey, let's do it. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be the worst video ever posted on Instagram. I'm not going to do it. No, you should have just said a regular. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final thoughts. What do you guys think? I mean, we got to get we got to get done with this. We're already fucking we're already out, off the rails too hard. Ta- we spent a couple minutes talking about Mel Gibson's racism. We've gone off. The, we've gone off the beaten path, boys. Dude, music's great. Movie's great. It's fun. Little, it's an indie flick. I like it. 
Yeah. Russ, what do you think? I agree with Mike. Um, it's a great soundtrack. Say, I, I like the fact that it's an auteur film where Ooh. it's uh, Zach Braff, you know, writes, directs, acts in it. Um, that's really cool. Young Natalie Portman. You can't beat it. I love it. Really enjoyed it. Found it hilarious. Fuck this movie. Downtown Cinema Podcast. Go suck a dick. Holla at your boy. We might get pulled for this, <laughs> but you only live once, and it's just, life is short, right? I'm not saying man. that we don't cry, but right in the meantime, we laugh. <laughs> Downtown Cinema Podcast, come back, holla at me. <laughs>